I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This week in League, West Tigers get a glimpse of life after Woods and Hot Sauce. Still in decline. Leichhardt sets a new record for hatred directed at Moses, taking the crown from Berlin 1939. With so many fullbacks on the open market, Will Hopawade considers asking Joseph Smith for a leave pass. Plus, we look back at all the action from Round 9 of the 2017 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Episode 253 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? Good, buddy. Yeah? Yeah. Good chipper? Oh, you know. Repentance fan? <laughs> if you're not smiling, you're crying. Was <laughs> <laughs> that like, yeah, like some binary, like if you're not, if, if, if you ain't first, you're last? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and we ain't first. I, I just feel like there's a middle ground. <laughs> Look. No if you ain't climbing, you're declining. No, no general ever said to his army, I want you to come and take the middle ground. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's very true. Uh, Maybe in World War Three, there's a, yeah. a Tigers battalion. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It'd make, make Gallipoli look like a fucking 2008 grand final. <sighs> Welcome to all our new listeners. <laughs> Aaron Woods would be letting grenades off in his own bunker. <laughs> Well, yeah, he'd just be like strapping on a vest, wouldn't he? Just like doing the full, like, you know, Doka Doka Mama Jihad in his own own bunker. It'd be like a little, it'd be like a little planning squad, like, you know, with him and and, uh, Moses and Some some awards in a room getting changed. He's got the Al-Qaeda uniform on underneath. (laughs) Pull the sleeves down. Basically, what we've opened with is that Aaron Woods is a terrorist. Essentially, and I mean, he does have like, you know, the beard and the, the straggly hair and... The My Little Pony headband sort of takes me out of that, though. The thing that I, I know the photo that you're talking about, it looked really, it looked like a like a boudoir, you know, that hazy Vaseline lens, yeah, like that hazy fucking like really soft lighting. <laughs> it looked, and it also looked like it, it also made his forehead look fucking gigantic. I mean, Nate Miles looked at him and said, "Shit, son, you got a big ass forehead." <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess I just don't think it's you know conducive. You're balding. Yeah. Why you're pulling your hair back? It just seems like you're you're willing your fucking hairline to recede even faster. Look, who am I to set gender boundaries in this modern day and age? Well, no one said anything about gender boundaries. But, they say you look like a fucking idiot. Well, I'm just saying, you know, when, when there are that many acceptable ways of keeping your chosen long hair back, 
Yeah, I'd look, look, I, you, you're softballing Woods on the hair thing. When last year, your entire your entire game last year was predicated on on hating a man bun. Not, not, not even, <laughs> not even a fucking haircut wins Aaron Woods a Dally M medal. No, no, he's not Ryan James's fucking piss fat. <laughs> oh, um, got some new listeners. <laughs> Welcome to our new listeners. This is your first episode. <laughs> How'd you get here? <laughs> but enjoy us, enjoy yourself. You know, you never know what you're going to get, <laughs> and uh, and it could have started a lot fucking worse. It could have this week. A lot there was there was a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor, so to speak. So um, yeah, small small. Uh, be thankful for small mercies. Mm. Um, new listeners, we had a. John at John Manly fan, a fucking legendary guy from the sounds of it. But also his name there is John Adams. It just reminds me of little Johnny Adams, the, the mythical <laughs> future superstar for the Broncos. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I was just like, is that his real name, or is or is he gone back in time and like listened to some episodes from about three years ago, <laughs> three four years ago, and pulled a deep fucking cut <laughs> to, to throw on Twitter? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Until proven otherwise. I can't because his tweet says, just listen to my first This Week in League episode while walking Kings Canyon. I must say, what a fantastic podcast. Hashtag Twill Tourist. Hashtag Tigers in Decline. So he got in there pretty quick. Where's Kings Canyon? I'm not aware of that canyon. It's not the Grand Canyon. No. <laughs> it's not the Christie Canyon. <laughs> They're the only two canyons I know. <laughs> Bit of old school fucking bush Let's talk there. Hope Solo's Canyon. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the loose offload. I like the handle. That is fantastic. Uh, I said, a long time listener, first time tweeter. Keep up the good work, boys. Always look forward to my Thursday commute. Thanks to this week in league. Hashtag good stats. All stats are good stats. Did we fucking establish what that Logies thing was, though? No. No. Who was a voodoo rock? We need someone, whoever said it needs to get back to us and let us know what the fucking deal was. Yeah. Because believe me, I'm not going to watch five hours of Logies. I'm not going to watch any Logies. No, no, no I'm not going to watch five seconds of Logies. I would, I'd watch it for that, to, you know, for that reference drop. But all I, I learned out of context. this Logies yeah. is that the guy that won the Logie, who was that, is not Ben Mendelssohn. Oh yeah, that's right. It was Samuel Johnson, who yeah. I always thought was Mendo. <laughs> so did you see Rogue One? Think he was Mendo? Oh, no, I know Rogue? who Ben Mendelssohn is. <laughs> I just thought that there was some decent prosthetics. In some I thought it was the same guy. It was just like the, the roles were all one one actor. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> ben Yule. <laughs> ben Yule Johnstonson. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, thank you. Thank you uh, at this offload for your tweet. Uh, Levi Humphrey 12. At Levi Humphrey 12. New to Twitter. Second year listener. Great pod, and I'm pretty sure I'm the youngest listener at 15. 13 when I started. Hashtag scarred for life. Oh, God. Fucking, that's an education. Just... That's harsh. Look, at, at the risk of, of actually putting you into some sort of deep, repressed memory, where the fuck are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> we do have some other young listeners, but, I mean, very... And yeah. I've, I've seen, like, in the the voting for the Twillies at the end of the year, and there's a little thing, like, you know, which sort of age group you fall into and everything. And I've seen people hitting that 
whatever the first one is, like thirteen to eighteen or sixteen. Yeah, and I remember, and every time, so every time I see a, a ch- hat check mark in that category, oh. I'm like, going, what have we done? <laughs> we we <laughs> should, somebody think of the children. <laughs> we should do just a special episode for them, where we explain the difference between exaggeration. And what should be literally done or... <laughs> so. Yeah, we're creating, yeah. Oh, fuck. We're basically creating, like, the youth of, like, well, kombucha. I, look, I did, see, I did see another tweet this week where, you know, being a member of Tool Nation can actually help your employment prospects, but... Possibly, yeah. Might be one I've got coming. Might be, might be the very <laughs> next one I have, actually. From, uh, from our old mate, uh, the... Uh, at, uh, at, at underscore, underscore, <laughs> underscore, a thousand underscores. That face, when the head of recruitment at your ADF session also listens to This Week in League, I'm expecting officer entry for a fellow Twiller. So we need to let us know who you, who the, the head of recruitment, who, what's the name of the guy, it's yeah. someone that we know, because we we are aware of um, you know many current and former members of the ADF listening to the show. Just have a shout-out. Shout-out to all the armed forces. Exactly. Fucking, there'd be some twill tourists. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there would have to have been some this week in league action going down in Afghanistan because, I mean, we know, you know... Like, or are we assuming how good the Wi-Fi signal is? I don't know. At Cavernous Hope. Did you did, did you listen when you were deployed? And if not, why not? Lazy yeah. fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you listen? You know, we're, I'm not sure where else, where else are we sending... We're sending guys everywhere at the moment, aren't we? I mean, we should do, we could conceivably, you know, we could but have you, an you, you would think that the one place that you could feel safe not to be reminded of being a Knights fan is halfway across the world in a desert with bullets going at you, but... Because the spectre of potential combat, you know, looming large the whole time. <sighs> but no, shout out to all and the... And sleeping, um, sleeping like an absolute log, content in the knowledge that you've got more fight in you than the Knights do. <laughs> The nice ever had. Uh, I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'm going to read your tweet. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. With real dad giving up Twitter, all I can say is I really miss his rants. Can stepdad give me some referentially retarded ranting? What does he mean? I have to be a referential retard? This or is does the, he want me to fucking rant at him for being a referential retard? This is the difference in dynamic between stepdad and real dad real dad was is and forever will be a referential retard where you know occasionally sees movies and certainly doesn't retain anything when he sees a movie stepdad on the other hand is more like me and consumes pop culture and movies and you know comics and and all that stuff and so you can you can usually pull a decent reference and certainly understand reference when when it's thrown his way well, so it's unfortunate. You're not going to get any. I don't if, think you're going to miss any reference you go, badly. If you go to the end of Finding Nemo, yeah, and pause it two thirds of the way through the credits, it actually says that Dory was based on Glenn. <laughs> it's possible. Well, no, because he didn't. Because it didn't extend. It didn't extend to everything. It wasn't like he didn't. He didn't just have like this memory blank after a couple of minutes. Yeah, of he, everything. He, he remembered Trevor Cogger being good. Yeah. Oh, he pull he, he and he oh he pull old Maggie stories like like this. I'm saying it wasn't a memory thing. Yeah, it was just it was just when it came. Well, fucking to movies. Dory remembered Wallaby Way. Yeah. Sorry, we've just hit Nemo stage at home. Yeah, yeah. That fucker mm. of a thing's been on for the last eight days straight. 
You hit Dory yet? No. But I'm thinking of setting her up with semi Radra. <laughs> well, there's another new thing to talk about. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I want to score Sammy Boy. You guys pride yourselves on real talk, but Nate's thoughts on Sargentson was the realest real talk I've ever heard. Mm. Look, mate, just, it's not just me. This is like the, the city of the Gold Coast. Yeah. Queensland, Australia. They all think it. They all yeah. know it. That guy is an absolute fucking liability <laughs> in every possible way, shape, and form. Mm. And it's funny watching games when he does one of his fucking stupid acts, dropping a ball like, you know, whatever. And the commentators, you can you can feel the tension and you can feel the internal struggle as they're trying not to go, you know, throw down a Joey in the side. You know, this, this guy's a fucking retard. <laughs> so, um, you can, you can hear him trying to say, like, you know, how am I going to phrase that he probably should have caught that? He probably should have done a better job. He's, you know, handling's atrocious. Uh, yeah, he's a liability under the fucking highball. Yeah. All that sort of thing. You can you can hear you can hear the cogs turning or how they're going to say it in an acceptable commentary way. Mm. Um, we of course aren't bound by such constraints. No, he's just a fucking retard and an absolute liability. Um, at Stuart Marler, who is one of the realest of real talkers, you got the biggest tiger, who's certainly the, the biggest tiger fan. Yep, and lovely guy and. Nobody could ever say a bad thing about him. Because he, he's he's, your, ul- he's so your ultimate club before all, man. Oh, and, and but and but the way even the way he goes about it though, he's just such a good bloke. And rather and light a candle than curse the darkness. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that Stuart is like he's not really a curse the darkness guy, but he does sort of tend to, to gravitate Fucking towards what? real. He, <laughs> Nothing sums up modern NRL player entitlement like Wood saying, "I'm sick of not playing finals football. The fans too dipshit." <laughs> Yes. That's, see, that's he's he's the man of the people. Mm. That's what they're really thinking. Mm. It's like two halves of a coin, that two is sides of a coin. Yes. So the biggest tiger's like, yeah, that'd be like, we we should do just a keep sitcom. declining, just keep declining. <laughs> we should do like a perfect stranger style sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny you bring that up. That's uh, only recently just came back into my into my psyche your sphere of reference yeah the leftovers they used the opening credit music from the from Perfect Strangers as the opening credit music of the, of the show yeah, last, nice. last week uh, the Curse Chapo at the uh, grand final twill meter will uh, at Hey Sam Warden need his roped off VIP area what he's referring to is that uh, our buddy at Hey Sam Warden is very talented in his chosen profession and he was up for an Emmy Last week, late last week, mm. and so he's over in LA to you know, presumably go to the awards and you know do the do the do the do the do the fucking village, as they say. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, look, I looked up the I, I looked at the uh, the results on Friday morning or whatever because I, sh- I was sure that they were gonna, you know would have happened by then. And as far as I can tell, and uh, and and Sam can actually confirm or deny this, I think he lost to Sophia the first. So, so as a result, no, he will not need a roped off VIP area. Roped off VIP areas are for winners. Hmm. Nominees go to the rank and file. Look, the show did win. It won like a best writing or something. An Emmy, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it did win. You know, so for him to be involved in that, like it's not an Oscar, which he also has. Honestly, I think that everyone who is nominated is a winner in their own right. 
because they are, you know, the X percent at the top of everyone who did perform that task across the the entire gamut of entertainment produced. You've changed, man. What have I done? You've changed. How have I changed? Wow. Hey, I'm just being supportive. You were never the A for effort guy. No, I'm not not A for effort. I mean, you've still got to fucking get to that final five. Mm. I'm just saying to be nominated is an achievement in itself that he should be very proud of. I'm waiting for the fucking daytime TV movie of Sam's Adventure trying to get there. Yeah, that's true. He did go to a lot of trouble to get there. We'll let him tell that story at the meetup on Grand Final Day. Ma underscore Aaron. Remember when Canterbury was the family club? Losing Reynolds and Graham, putting family second. It's like four and is there already. Hmm. Well, and when, and like and the whole the whole you know bread not bought thing. Holy fuck! There's yeah. there's Hazler's like oh, fuck your slogan, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Genetically engineered <laughs> in a lab under stringent conditions. Uh, at underscore JDHD. He said, uh, yeah, he says two tweets. He said, the first one, he said, a quick question. And I'll put this one in because I answered him on Twitter, but I thought maybe others, you know, so many new listeners this year, maybe, you know, some of these, we need a glossary of these terms. Yep. So, a quick question. Why do you guys call SKD two dads? Is it because he actually has two dads? I can't be fucked Googling. <laughs> it's just his last name. Just, uh, he's got the hyphenated last name. It's not, not something we invented. Um, you know, maybe we did for him, but it's a, it's an Australian thing to... To call someone with hyphenated surname two, two dads. dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all it was. We just adopted it for him. Um, and he went on to say, um, P.S. My 15-year-old cousin asked me why you why you guys call Blake Ferguson fingers. And I had to explain it to him. It was amazing. Well, I hope you explained it in the right context. <laughs> explained and not demonstrated. Yeah. But I mean, there's, a different, there's a difference between telling and showing. <laughs> Yep, that's the show you listen to, everybody. Yes. <laughs> you know, like Mr. T says, treat them right. League. Yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's, about your, that's, about, that's about your mama, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can extrapolate that to all women, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Every woman's someone's mother. <laughs> Potentially, Maybe. <laughs> Is that a your is that your professional scientific opinion? <laughs> <laughs> On this crazy flat block of thing we call Earth. Every woman is someone's mother, asterisk. Yes. Carriage return, carriage return, carriage return, <laughs> asterisk. Unless they would price the car right. <laughs> <sighs> Next. Got too real for a minute. <laughs> At Dominic Sibera, Skibera. Love the concept for combined New South Wales, Queensland, City Country Cop. Dinosaurs at League HQ need some new ideas to keep this shit relevant. I think it's almost too fucking late to keep this shit relevant, to be perfectly honest, unfortunately. But in saying that, we do get the, you know, the sweet fucking you know, Pacific Islands tests and shit like that. So I still want my Island Voltron. I raised it last year. Yeah, he did, but I mean, this year we get fucking three games out of yeah, we do you know, the island areas. So. But I, I would like, while they are still emerging nations, yeah, I would like a team of the best of the best of the Pacific nations that are not Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. to form up and, and come and challenge Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, okay, so what we're going to have like three teams on the field at once? 
That would be an interesting new face. So you want so it's a, it's a you want things to play more than one. You want them to play more than one game in a weekend, like a carnival. Or it's as good an idea as three D chess. <laughs> So have three fingers. We have a standalone weekend. How about either if Australia plays New Zealand and keeps that, we keep that intact, then maybe your Island Voltron team can play like England. Yeah. Or another team that's in quotes a powerhouse, but I'm saying, you know, in air quotes because, you know, it's Australia. Maybe Wayne Bennett listens and he won't understand the sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to be like a guy that, that wouldn't understand sarcasm. No. Or if he, if he did understand it, he'd just be like, just wouldn't suffer and just be like I'm just going to fucking play that with a dead straight yeah. bat yeah and uh yeah Mario Siegs amazed that Supersonic Tigers in Decline didn't get the episode title but then that next line dropped and it was clear why cracker mmm Grasshopper 474 ran into Josh Dugan at Coles Miranda forgot to ask if he wanted a couple of cruises what did you ask him though did you speak to him did you say hello? Did you say, can I have a selfie? Do we need to get on the roof to do it? Well, shit like that. Yeah. Why you got a fucking tattoo of fucking Ray Lewis on your leg, you dickhead? <laughs> There's so many so many lines of interrogation you could open. Mm-hmm. So you, see, you, see, you seem like you were about to say something, you know? I have, and it wasn't last week's game, it was the week before. Yeah. Um, I, I got a little bit of newfound respect for Dukes. Okay. When, when he stood up to take the kick... The conversion right right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a noted kicker. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. Second choice for the team because the um, first choice was out and it was kind of like his job and he well, had to do it. Yeah, well, no, but wasn't it like that he was third or fourth choice or something? It was Everyone was fucked. But he wasn't like fist fighting there. He wasn't like punching there. Fuck no, this is my kick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, um, you know, they say. He, he stood up and, and the pressure yeah. was on and he delivered, so. Yep. Yep, I appreciate he that. He He's still a tampon though. Mm. Barjas 86. When the Panthers players carve up rep week, can they admit to complete and utter ineptitude in their coaching? They say, fuck Griffin off. I'm with you all the way, my friend. I'm pretty sure that the fan base, maybe not as a whole, but I definitely think that the majority, the tide has turned, and now it's it's all it's on Griffin. And it's, uh, you and know, it's, sack it's hook not, or no, whatever. It's not even as if the tide's turned. The best that Griffin ever had... Yeah was the benefit of the doubt. We want, like I yeah, okay. I was okay. For you though, for you that is. I mean there are people there are people like like the biggest tiger, you know, analogues yeah. for like for other clubs yeah, who yeah, just yeah. be like fucking, you know, go team. Yep. Give the, give him a chance at Griffin, it. Griffin, da, da, da. he's our man. Like he, I saw what he did to Brisbane. I saw yeah. what he did to the the Brisbane, Queensland and Australian players that isn't he had it, under Isn't him. it funny what he did to Peter Wallace in Brisbane and then he's doing it to Tamari yeah. in <laughs> now, but the whole you know out of the whole thing, the, the I get much much respect to to Peter Wallace mm. for being not just the biggest the bigger man, but possibly the biggest <laughs> one nut and all. Yeah. Um, it, look, it's pretty apparent when yeah. when the problems are the same week in week out. Not to mention there were observations that you didn't share on the show last week that you that you made when you were at the fan meetup thing. Yeah, uh, that was the night we recorded, wasn't it? it was before, yes. the, yeah. So there were observations you made that you did you weren't prepared to say on the record. No, but they all came pretty much true. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. and that's coaching. So that is one hundred percent coaching, and 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 also you know a large part like uh, aspect of coaching being the uh, selection table. Yes. 
so. positional decisions made for players potentially. Yeah. And how the players felt about being in those positions and playing accordingly. Mm. 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 Makes you think. Mm. Jamie underscore Mancini one, another young listener, but not not quite as young as the other guy, I don't think. What will the new hashtag run TMB be next year? He's gone hash run B or hash run RB. He's gone hash X Factor, hash Redemption. I still think this is... I, I like Ashton run TBA. Uh, although, you know, there you can cobble a, a TMB to get... Well, now tomorrow's not there. So, you, what do you no. got? Like, I guess you've got ET. So, so he can, T's a T. And then you've got Matt Lino. Matt Lino in the M. Yeah. And Brooks is still there. So, he's, he remains as B. Yeah. Doesn't really have the same, I'm, same ring, though. Look, I'm telling you, you fuckers are brave. Even trying to start another run something because yeah. that shit cursed like hash run, run TID as well is a good one yeah it's like Tigers in decline they'll never let you down that is true Tigers, ain't, Tigers, Tigers in decline they ain't gonna fucking request a release mid-season <laughs> that shit's there he goes to Bali with you <laughs> fucking drinks more than everyone on the team <laughs> uh. Twill Tourists we had some above but we've got a couple more Beer Boy 182 said uh I may be poo-pooing the new fellas one, but I'm only catching up on pod at number 251 as the phone was on the fritz. But I got uh, Arusha slash Kilimanjaro in Tanzania in 2012. Nice. Nice. Very good. Can I tell... I'll, I'll put out a prize. Yeah. To the person that can twill tourist all of the locations in the Beach Boys song Kokomo. <laughs> And those, and, and, and off the top of your head, those would be, I don't know, the Jamaica, um, uh, to Bermuda, Bahamas, yeah, and, you, and you have to come on Pretty Mummers as well. Yes. So. <laughs> Kilago, Montego, Kokomo, is Kokomo a real place? I don't know, is it just a fucking... Yeah, Kokomo's like in the fucking Midwest farmland of America though. Really? It's, it's not a beach. Really? No. That doesn't sound right. Fucking Google, where is Kokomo? It's <laughs> that's that's entirely at odds with the be- the beachy tone of the song. <laughs> oh, are there any other places in the verses? I wouldn't have a clue. I don't know. So, so this is going to be talking about the chorus then, or the entire? You know, I think the chorus pretty much covers the locations. And the you know what? I'll throw the prize out there if you only make it to one of those places, but you get a selfie with John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh fuck! You say so you got you got to hope that John Stamos happens to be there. <laughs> Look. The the fucking the first time I put something like that out on this show, I said if Jared Hayne single handedly wins this game, I'll buy a Titans membership. So yeah, that's true. You never know. Your these life's these, these do have a, these do have a way of catching up with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sensational. Um, <laughs> oh fucking where was I? Um, at Lynn Shields. Lynn, she's up this way uh, this week. Listening to episode 252 on a grungy Jetstar flight, the SSTID references have me chuckling out loud. Thanks for making hell bearable. Mm. Jetstar is AIDS. You know, every time I've flown on Jetstar, it's pretty much... I think the furthest I've flown would have been Cairns, maybe. So mm. that's longer. That's further, further flight than Sydney, right? Mm. Maybe, maybe, possibly Melbourne. Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But definitely only 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 local or domestic. And you know what? I think anything is pretty much tolerable for like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah. Like you 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 up, you go down, you level Jet, off, you go down. Jetstar really is the Titans of airlines though. 
Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? They had that relationship. Like the, they the, still have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a couple of the hostesses that that think they should be, you know, first class Emirates stewards. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You finish that. You gonna finish that, no. that metaphor? No. Okay. Gold for hours. There's a bunch of you know that are in the that are in the toilets fucking <laughs> racking up. <laughs> Ah, uh, Benso, can I claim to be the first tool tourist with this trip to the Caribbean in July 2015? And the photo that he attached to it, I don't have here, but he's standing on a beach in the Caribbean, two beers in each hand, wearing a one-in-a-row t-shirt. Fuck yeah. So that's, it is fucking sensational. Well Look, done. I have a feeling that uh, that Mario Siegs and his brother, Unky D, I'm pretty sure they did the Caribbean thing, but I'm not sure if it was in 2015 or earlier or whatever, but I'm sure we'll hear all about it. Um, it, it doesn't count. If you've worn leather sandals in any location, that negates your twill tourist tag. In that location or in, every in, location you've ever travelled to? Yeah. You're just disqualified. And pretty much means you should register as a sex offender. Oh, I've, I've, you've, you've, you've met <laughs> Mario Six. <laughs> I, I, just, I suspect that he would have worn leather sandals at some stage in his life. And I'm not saying because he's a sex offender. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I reckon he would have worn leather sandals. I don't know. Um, <laughs> fuck it's a what are you, you got to carve him up for fuck uh, <laughs> once again we thank our good friends from the Super League pod for their weekly roundup of everything happening in the land of uh, warm beer what's, it, what's Dennis Farina saying Snatch yeah fucking bad weather worst food I can't remember, he's, he's yeah. constantly ranting on against England yep um, make sure you give him a follow on at Super League pod on Twitter and uh also, make sure you, you know, follow the links, get around their show, give them a like on Facebook as well. I'm not sure what their Facebook URL is off the top of my head, but I'm sure you'll find all the details if you go to at Super League Pod on Twitter. Give their show a listen for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, take it away, boys. one gents Tom and Mark with you as always from the Super League pod bringing you your weekly roundup of all things ESL this week in Mike McMeekin we start on Thursday night at Headingley Stadium where it was Leeds 12 Huddersfield 31 an upset occurred at Headingley as the Giants side honoured the passing of their owner's wife with a spirited second half display Jake Mamo and his sleazy ponytail grabbed a try Ryan Hinchcliffe and Sebika Hifo were also amongst those that impressed for Leeds it was a chance missed to go top although Nate will be pleased to hear Matt Parcell grabbed another t- try for the Rhinos. And on Friday night, Hull FC got their faltering campaign back on track with a 34 points to 10 victory over the Warrington Wolves. Albert Kelly and Mahe Fanua were on the score sheet for the Black and Whites, but Sikamanu looks to be facing a lengthy ban after a chicken wing tackle on Rara Ryan Atkins. Warrington had been improving of late, but this result confirms that they are inconsistent at best so far in 2017. At the same time, over at the Totally Wicked Stadium, St. Helens won 28 points to 6 against the Lee Centurions. It was a pretty dominant display from the Saints before waving off to England stars Mark Percival and Alex Wormsley. Even Ryan Morgan had a positive impact for them as everything went right. Lee, just to form, made sure that the game didn't end without a scrap, but that's another defeat as they fall to 11th on the ladder. 
Your world champion Wigan Warriors looked anything but against Classy Castleford, who inflicted a 54 points to 4 scoreline this weekend. Uh, Wigan's ongoing injury woes notwithstanding, Cass was superb in racking up 9 tries from all over the park. England trio Luke Gale, Zach Hardacre and Mike McMeekin were particularly impressive for Cass, whilst Wigan now need to assess further injuries to star halfback George Williams, prop Ben Flower and man of the people Anthony Gelling. On Sunday, it was Salford 30, Widnes 10. Uh, defences outdid attacks in, th- in this one until the final quarter where Salford opened things up. Big Ben Murdoch Masilla smashed over for two tries, and although it couldn't happen to a filthier wife-beating shithouse, Robert Louis had a big game for the Red Devils, who edged back into the top four after an ultimately comfortable win over bottom-placed Vikings. And in the final game of the weekend, a hat-trick from London-born Mason Caton Brown, as well as a brace from Ben Jones Bishop, helped Wakefield. A 34 point, 30 points excuse me, to 10 victory over the Catalan Dragons on Sunday. The French side had led and were being guided around the park by Luke Walsh, but Trinity have an array of talented outside backs who eventually put the Dragons to the sword in West Yorkshire. That all leaves Cass sitting pretty at the top of the table, with Hull now second. Wigan fall out of the top four to fifth. There's little change elsewhere with a few minor position swaps, but it's not looking great for Lee or Witness, who make up the bottom two places. Just on Facebook, I forgot to mention this. I'm going to have to show you these later. I was absolutely assaulted on Facebook really? via, via private message on the This Week in League page. You may remember we had a... Uh, what's the what's his fucking name this year? I, I can't remember. Um, Rob, something about Robbo. He's not in the top ten. Fucking lost it. But he was Ram, Ram, and, Robbo. Robbo. Ram and Robbo last yeah. year. Ram yep. and Robbo. So Ram and Robbo last year. Robbo, Robbo's basically... They're, yeah, they're working in the mines or whatever. And uh, Ram and Robbo, well, Robbo is the guy that's the the loosest guy there, and you know basically the jester and the, and the butt of all their jokes, you know the rest of the crew. He's fucking discovered Snapchat. Oh fuck! And and Craig, <laughs> to his his conduit <laughs> between him and us, and uh, the 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 owner of the Ram and Robbo's uh, Supercoach team of last year, and oh fuck, and he sent through. So many videos <laughs> that Robbo made for us. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one person in history who should have never been fucking told that there was an infection named Snapchat, <laughs> it's this guy. But I'll give you a shout out, Robbo. I know, I know you're you're a big fan of the show, and uh, I forgot to I forgot to do it last week. Yeah, um, those guys fucking tour tourists, ten thousand yeah. feet under the ground. Yeah, exactly. So what's that like? Just like what, like halfway to China, I guess. I don't know what the measurements are. <laughs> China's on under us, <laughs> I fucking... Oh, no, that's right. They're under Albuquerque. I forgot. <laughs> I was into cartoons. Um, yeah, also, yeah. I mean, tag, tag yourselves. And Facebook people, you can do that shit as well. I mean, just send us a message and tell us where you've been. I mean, I, like, like the Kokomo thing's good. I mean, that's like a... That's a long-term challenge because, I mean, those places aren't exactly fucking adjacent <laughs> to each other. However... Also, also some some crazy shit. Like, I mean, you know, you can say you, you know Kilimanjaro. Well, fucking why not Everest? Yeah. Why not the summit? Why not risk your fucking life <laughs> for a hashtag and 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 glory for a good five to ten minutes? <laughs> because the fucking chance is that somebody else will come back and go, oh yeah, no, I did that in fourteen. ISIS in the in the fucking caliphate in Syria somewhere. <laughs> Jesus fuck. On the front line of the Peshmerga. 
We'll see some. We'll, we'll see. Uh, hash, hash a twill tourist. Hash twill fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking twill jackass. <laughs> and we don't condone any of that shit. And, what is and it? obviously, ha- we're, not, hashtag, we're, not, uh, we're not liable twil- for any of it. Twill gelanti. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that just that to me is like you know like too much like fucking beating people up for no reason. Look, if you choose to go out, Twill Nation, bitch. <laughs> a world star <laughs> there's like a 30 second fight video if you choose to go out and fight crime with your ref's fault scarf far be it from me to dissuade you that'd be funny the, the uh then trying to decipher what the fuck it meant in the in the in the, in the subsequent you know 30 second news news interview <laughs> um membership stuff okay so it's all sorted uh going to be putting because this this the the stuff for the the other items it's it's taking too long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up pre-orders for the main memberships for the early adopters by Friday night. And so what's going to happen there is it'll be like previous years. Um, they're going to be limited as always, and uh, every year we've sold out of what we've had. So you have to get in there. But every year we also increase the number slightly just to allow some new guys through the door as well as you know an opportunity for the existing members. So existing members expect to get an email probably uh you know in the next couple of days mm. and uh i'll give you guys a first crack and then after that we'll throw it open over the weekend and uh let people uh have at it just so i can start producing the hoodies and stuff mm. like that um because they're gonna you know, take a couple of weeks to turn around so um also there was a slight fuck up in uh in calendarism last week when we were talking about having a meetup before the double header uh like I I couldn't fig, put my finger on why it was wrong at the time, and it was obviously the rep, the the rep round buys for the teams that fucked it up between rounds uh, nine and ten. So it's round ten. So it's next, well, the weekend after this one coming up. So it's May thirteen. Is it May thirteen? Thirteenth, yes. May thirteen, and we will be having a meet up uh, before the double header for people that are going to double header or who just want to, you know, head along and grab a beer or whatever. And we will be doing it at Hotel LA and I reckon we probably kick it off about three. Didn't we say four? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe th- what time's the game? The first game starts five thirty. Yeah, so that's that's not a long time because that's like an hour and then we're Look, fucking walking down the Lang Park. So I reckon When I was trying to get into the grand final, yeah. It was a race between the security guard and the ticket assistant as to who was going to get to me first. And I'm lucky it was a ticketing assistant. <laughs> I don't want this, I don't want to repeat of the same. Yeah, I remember I had my ticket on my phone, but I had three tickets on my phone. I didn't know which ones had been used already. So I'm scrolling through trying to scan my phone. And I was, I was in no fucking state for anything that day. It's not going to be like that. We're just going to start at three. It's enough time to have a couple of quiet ones. A couple of quiet cold ones. And uh, also, I did find out this evening that um, some good friends of mine from the uh, the, the organisation formerly known as the uh, MWTS or Manly Ringer Travelling Supporters, they're going to be having a meet up there as well. So, what the, the story there was, um, mate of mine, Mark, used to have a travel agency, and he and he basically just brute forced 
his way into the club. Like he would arrange, uh, you know, trips and things like that and accommodation for members who were going to away games and that sort of thing. And event trying to get the club on board, trying to get the club and you know, a club a fucking imbecile, so they, they would never get on board. Then one day he was talking to Matty Orford about it, and he's the one that sort of opened the door, and they became like a, an official. Yep. thing within the club and supported by the club and basically so they organise you know trips to like the World Club Challenge and you know accommodation like members functions before and after games and so stuff so you're saying you know. it's going to be a bunch of so, manly so fans so if you're, if you're a manly fan and if you were ever you know went to the the the, uh, the functions with Mark and uh, NWTS then uh, make sure you head along to Hotel A as well because Mark's in town for this one and um yeah, so it'd be good to catch up with some of those guys that you know you, you potentially haven't seen for a while. Uh, Three PM, May thirteen, Hotel LA. Everyone knows where that is. Hotel R. Hotel R, as they say in Malaysia, and uh, <laughs> and, and that's it. Fucking be there. News, fucking what? I haven't got anything down in the news section this week, but I mean, I know this stuff happened. Um, Papali, mm. Papali, dobbing himself, <laughs> self smiting himself to the police. Do you have that story in front of you at the moment? Tell you what, you know what you do when you want the story, you go to League Live. Fucking, that's how you fucking roll. That's all you do. You go to League Live and they give you the story. But Papali essentially, <laughs> do- like, <laughs> drunkenly dobbed on himself. <laughs> To the uh, to the police, R- rang the police, rang yep. the police, yep. and gave a description of his own vehicle driving erratically, <laughs> and it was what? him at the wheel. Who who does that? It. <laughs> Why do you do that? It's just uh, I, look. I mean, when I see when I see Josh Papali fucking tearing stuff up on the football field, the last thing I think of is that guy is an absolute fucking Mensa candidate. <laughs> However, be that as it may, yeah. this is still especially, especially special. Um, the excuse he gave yeah. was that he was trying to prove a point. There has been no word since of the point, what it was, or how him anonymously tipping the police off to himself drink driving proved said point yep um the the only outcome of it looks to be that he was dropped from the kangaroos it doesn't look like he'll get any sort of sanctions from the club if so it's just like a suspension that's you know for a, a rep round weekend anyway right that's it so so it's uh it's um you know rugby league yeah the land of the land of few consequences you know, again, I know in a lot of American sports, they have it at any any sort of function. Yep. They have minders. There are people there when shit starts to get loose. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so. this is this is a situation where, yeah, I don't think shit really got that loose or anything. He's just... Oh, it was a, a wedding or engagement celebration. Yep. So. But it's not, you know, like nothing actually happened to the... <laughs> like, at no stage did he really... No. Of course, he did something wrong by you know by his drink driving, but but 
he didn't actually like he wasn't arrested because he was being a menace. He actually he dubbed himself in and got done. Yeah. So you're saying it could be said that he's an actual stand-up citizen. Well, I wouldn't say that because so. if you drink, drive, you know, as the, I believe the campaign said, if you drink, drive, you're a fucking idiot. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I remember that from um, commercial television. No, but little, yeah, you know, things like okay, well, if you go into a function, yep, and the team would have known about the function because yep. it was fucking Crimea Rivers engagement. Yeah, yeah. In a situation like that, when it is like a team, what, why did he drive? Not, there? A, not a sanctioned team event, but why, when yeah, it's a, yeah. why was his car there? Why yeah. did he have it? You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, Big, yeah, avoidance is the best deterrent. Yeah, because it's like even if your car's there, how many times have you you know gone out? Or driven out, or you know, or even driven to somewhere and then gone out and then come back and slept there, and then the next morning you're like, I still feel fucking. Yeah. I'm still feel. I still feel pretty. We finished at four o'clock in the morning. I yeah. feel. I still feel pretty fucking full. Exactly. I don't think I'll. I don't think that I'm gonna. Really, I don't no. think I'm gonna drive yet. Need to have more some more more KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so yeah. The people that are missing that gene, I just don't. Uh, yeah, I just don't get it. But um, mm. yeah, as I said, like yeah, Papali never struck me as a mensa candidate, so. No big deal. What other news do you want? Jared Mullen. He was. Uh, it was before the season, wasn't it? it was over the. It off- was. It was over the off season that that he was. Uh, he was done for uh, performance enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. and uh, as of today, he uh, he had the. Uh, I guess the tribunal to uh, to decide his fate, and he was found guilty and rubbed out for four years, and. Yeah, that's potentially for any athlete. That's potentially a career-ending. It is uh, situation for Jared Mullins. I mean, he could just call that rehab. Yeah, <laughs> just, he could come back a hundred percent. Jared Mullins, fucking thirty years old. Yeah, that's like he's been he's been he's been younger and and had more potential than than a hundred Matt Mullins. Yeah, so he, he he is a strong candidate for for the greatest thing that never was. And not through any, not through any fault of anyone's, but just through injury. Yeah, yeah. He but delivered a p- positive result for drostanolone hmm. after during preseason training last year. So in March they recommended he be banned for four years. Fucking that was over the last off season. Doesn't fit. man, time flies. So Asada recommended he be banned for four years. However, he chose not to accept that punishment. Of course, you'd have to roll the dice, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. faced with four years. And uh, he appealed, and uh, he argued for leniency. Saying that he, yeah, yeah wasn't put, trying to get an advantage, he was yeah, trying to repair. He, he was just trying to repair his biscuit nature. And um, that, that, of course, is 99% of the time the reason why people do use performance-enhancing stuff. And it is... To- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't put the drugs in your body and say, "Righto, I just want you to rebuild that tendon." Rebuild. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, stop. Yep. Don't do anything else. I don't want any of the extra stuff. I don't need the explosiveness. I just need to be taken, brought back to a base level. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, yeah. Uh, that's some future steroids. That's that's not the ones we get today. <laughs> so look, it's unfortunate. I don't. I don't like to see people lose their careers, but fucking, you know, do the crime, man. That's it. You knew what you signed up for. Could someone and, pass uh, Shandor's yeah. number along to him? Yeah, and I can understand, absolutely understand how frustrating it must have been for him in his career to become, you know, hmm. so biscuity and injured hmm. all the time. And it's funny because it always happens in a game when he comes back and starts looking good again. Yeah. And then a commentator will say something and then boom, yeah. hamstring gone. That's it. In the second half, like midway through the second half hmm. or something. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for him. 
I understand the frustration, but you know, you can you kinda you did the did the crime, so uh Yeah, spot on. Mate, the only other thing I wanted to get your opinion on Yep is the uh Aaron Woods Paul Gallon dance. Look, I was gonna say that for the game, but I fucking loved it. Like people are like, oh the bunker the bunker out, you know, fucking do this to the bunker and you know, whatever, you know, face fuck the, the bunker. Look I while I agree that the bunker probably could have used a bit of discretion and and uh and gone, look, there's you know, there's nothing to that and just you know, let it go through and as you know, the yeah. water try and so on. I see that viewpoint. But I fucking for some reason I just love seeing wily veterans yeah. plying their trade on the field and suckering in fucking other players. And like Ennis was a classic for it all the time. Ennis was good. But, Paul uh, Gallon's done it on more than one occasion. Oh, just Jamie Lyon against the Cowboys, obviously one was one of your favourites. But this Gallon one, the thing is, if Woods hadn't grabbed the front of his jersey and he didn't put anything on it. Like, he's just grabbed his no. jersey and, like, he's just holding him. Like, it was, you know, it, it wouldn't have even classified as a as a, as a, a hug. But you see his right hand close around the fabric yep. on the jersey and Gallon's just fucking... I, I guess Gallon realised, you know, or thought that he wasn't going to make it into place to make a tackle or something. So he's yep. like, well, here we go. This is a way to milk a penalty. And it worked. Mm-hmm. If it didn't work... He would, you know, he would look like a fucking idiot, and everyone would be going, "Oh, yeah, good on you, fuckhead, yeah, nice try." But it did work, and so now they're still saying he was fuckhead, but there's like, <laughs> it's more salty, the salt, yeah, salty, that's it. and more bitterness to the tears. Uh, like, yeah, I love seeing veteran, and like, it just, it's even other shit. Like, I fucking hate Storm, and I hate Billy Slater, but was it last week or the week before? And there was a situation where the, a bomb came up uh, on the fifth tackle, and it was going to land. Not in the goal area, but you know, within sort of two meters of the line, and so he's he's looked where he was and he's put his foot right back on the line, just to, and then reached forward to catch it, just you know, yeah. just like a went, just positional aware, and just like things like that, like just veteran shit. Look, the, yeah, that's uh, different. I, I think that the whole dive thing does go a lot to Paul Gallant's character. I mean, this guy has always. Well, not always, but on many, many times and many, many quotable occasions through his career, he has done, you know, worked within the, or not even, worked within and without the rules yeah. to gain an advantage where he yeah. possibly could. And at the end of the day, that that's where it finishes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, taking a dive, in my opinion, is a bit of a dick move. Yeah. But, like you said, if Woods doesn't grab a handful of jersey, yeah, then he can't do it. Yeah, and, so you, and, you and, he got, and he got away with it, and and, and the fact that it worked, it just it makes me smile because like it shouldn't have, um, but you know people like Woods and like, I hate people fucking grabbing at marker. Yep, as well. I fucking hate it. So maybe you know maybe he thinks twice about grabbing at someone. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Hundred yeah. percent. And the sport's better for it. Uh, fucking, I had an, I had another one here. Um, how about uh, your mate Anthony Mundine? Saying the most relevant man in rugby league. Yeah, saying today, I'm not sure he must have a fight coming up, or he must want to have a fight coming up because he's uh he's piped up again, and he's known for saying some you know, some pretty outrageous shit. But he said that he could become the oldest rugby league player in premiership history. So he's 42 at the end of this at the end of this month. He's 42, 
And he reckons he can set the record for being league's most senior player, surpassing Billy Bluey Wilson, who retired in 1967 at the age of 40. He said, I feel that good and that youthful. If I can get anywhere up to the speed of what I used to be as a youngster, that could definitely be an option. I want to do things that have never been done. I want to make it possible. For starters, I'm sure that Cliff Lyons played until he was like fucking 67, 68 years old. I don't give a shit because fucking Bluey Wilson, who did it in 1967, that was the age of, Well, the age of 40 is actually equivalent to 163. <laughs> like, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a different angle here. Mm-hmm. I would fucking love it if Twill Nation started a campaign to get Mundine back in the NRL <laughs> just for the first fucking hit and you can to end him. Can you imagine like the first game if they if if you know they line up against anyone? Well, it almost makes me want to get Matai out as well, yeah. just so he can be the first guy. Yep, and just to say welcome back. <laughs> um. What a fucking sad, decrepit old cunt trying to stay relevant. Yeah. So what well, I'm now now I look forward to the news that I guess he's you know trying to sign a fight or something tomorrow or the next day. Like yeah. he's got his name back out there again. He's got the headlines wrapped around him again. Obviously, so now, I would the, like to go back to play? the Dragons. Right. Of course you would. Yeah. You didn't back and you didn't back at the time when you yeah. So, yeah. Fucking mundane. It had to be. It had to be mentioned, though. Is there anything else? What else happened this week? Is anything else? A little, anything bit, else of, good? little bit of signing news. Oh, of um, course, yep. I'm a bit disappointed in Sean Johnson. Why? Well, because he, he didn't uh, didn't break out of his comfort zone and yeah, he, he's gone. He's resigned with the the Warriors mm-hmm. till 2019. Yep. Um, and you know, the, all the talk leading up to it was that oh fuck, after Foreign got here, I I saw that there was another world outside of. The Warriors and, and their systems and their people and what they do and and this and he's advised. I just I just wonder how how well he's being advised because undoubtedly he's on a good wicket at the Warriors. I mean that's that that's true and yeah. he's in that position where he's a a beloved local you know you know character. He's like the yeah. you know, the Darren Lockyer of you know what I mean like he's a you know revered in his little in his thing. But I didn't know it was without cocaine without any of the. Who knows? I'm not sure what supply situations like. <laughs> but uh, um, maybe they maybe they get shipments of headphones to fucking Mount Smart. I don't know. But um, yeah, but yeah, it except without the results or any you know without the glory of results, performance yeah. or anything, anything like that. So I just think for him professionally, it would have been such a a big move and a positive move for his career. To get the fuck off that island. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, what's two years we up for? Two years, yeah. and, and I reckon he'd... After that, he'll, he'll be looking at maybe another two-year deal after that. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I just get the so. feeling like now, like... Uh, I don't think that it was like now, you know, it was now or never or anything, but I just feel like, you know... He's Does anyone never, know who his agent is? He's never going to fucking leave. Like, could it be a case of the agent actually just... The mad butcher. Just not understanding finance and telling him that if he comes to Australia, the exchange rate means he makes 20 grand a year? I can't it, imagine that being the case, no. But, uh, yeah, that that's the only other really, really big one. Someone's bought the Titans. Poor fuckers. Oh, that's a sound investment. <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone's obviously trying to wash some fucking money or, <laughs> or something. Who bought them to Comancheros? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's pretty much it. We've that's covered news. Off, we've covered off the ones I wanted to talk about anyway. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And don't forget, This Week in League on the app as well now. Uh, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. And don't forget to follow their Twitter account, at League Live. And uh, yeah, catch up with those guys as they tweet during matches and uh, you know throw some banter their way as well through the course of the season. Um, some fucking great questions coming out. People, well, we sort Last of th- we we sort of threw open the challenge and said, you know, try you know, or not, not don't try and stump them, but you know, throw them some. Yeah, some yeah, yeah this is one of those ones where you know, being being a dickhead won't get you cheered by your mates. No. So. Um, but we had a couple of interesting ones, like ones like um. The, like a, a sequence of a run of penalties against the side like you know what was the record for that I don't think we got the answer for that That's one it. did we or you know, in, in 17 11 out of the 16 uh, have gone on to win the match after leading 2-0 so it seems to be a sound idea to take the early two yeah I don't know about that I think that just might be a happy accident it's a happy accident <laughs> Fucking arguing with stats. <laughs> I see, yeah, I, I've got, I've got because I mean, it just it feels like it feels like there's a lot of time. I want to see historically what that is because it it feels like so many times when a team takes the two to start with, and then before you the know it, it's like twenty to two, yeah. and then, yeah, and then they might pull some back at the end, but uh, you know, generally, yeah, then let's get uh, avalanched. Speaking of avalanched, Thursday night football. <laughs> Yeah. The Broncos 32 defeat the Penrith Panthers 18 and what a fucking what a, a benign normal looking scoreline that is which bears no resemblance to what actually happened in the match the actual um, game not a magnificent crowd they just over 20,000 at Suncorp even they weren't near, you know you wouldn't go there and watch Penrith and get a good game out of it uh, the Broncos 32 came from tries of Nickarie Makahu Roberts Monga and Corbin Sims and Matt Gillett Kahu 4 of 6 conversions the Panthers 18 came from tries to Merrin Moylan Regan Campbell-Gillard, the most political of rugby league players, and uh, Nathan Cleary, three of three conversions. Mm. Um, I was incorrectly optimistic for the first couple of minutes of this game. <laughs> it was a, um, to be fair, that should have been a try. Yeah, it should have been, but no fucking ref's fault here. It, it, even if you get that, mm. you don't fucking all of a sudden forget how to play the game of rugby league this after a, after you get a shit call. This is this is the same as Manly. The same thing happened in the Storm game and the Dragons game. Yeah, so... There's no excuse. You know, um... Look, it, it is fairly safe now that, that I can say that there's an asterisk on anything the Broncos ever achieve ever again because of all the fucking calls that have gone their way. <laughs> um... We're lobbying the ASX at the moment to have their their legal trading name changed to Broncos Limited Asterisk. <laughs> so go through there. Um, but you know, it it's just such 
frustratingly simple stuff. Yep. Like, James Roberts isn't a fucking unknown rookie pulled from Q Cup that no one's ever seen before or yeah. heard of. And so why he's fucking unmarked off a scrum... The parameters are pretty are pretty fucking settled for what happens with James Roberts. Yeah. Don't give space. So what... It, it, <laughs> Match and, up. And, and that try he scored? Yeah. It, it, th- there was no right for that to ever happen. You know, the it, it, it's that sort of stuff that, that goes to no communication and that's a direct result of the coaching having no line to organise the players on the field. It it's starting to really get frustrating that it's starting now. Well, yeah, you know, again, um let I said it about Hook before, you you give the coach the benefit of the doubt. Yes. You you don't always want to go firing at them straight away. The players are the ones actually out on the field executing. Yep. But when it's the same issues week in, week out, week in, week out, uh, then then it has to be looked at that what's being done on the training paddock yep. isn't effective. You know, I said um, after Tamari Martin's last game that if he's dropped, then then needs to be a perfectly executed game plan that he was obviously preventing for me to believe that the problem isn't the coach. Yeah, and that certainly wasn't, um, it wasn't illustrated this time. And then we're fucking trotted out some reason that he's being rested because he had a bulging nerve. Yeah. Do you reckon that was, a fa- that was a face-saving sort of thing? or? Well, he fucking played reserve grade and he played ISP. Yeah, that's true. So, you know... Well, you can play that. You can play, play that with debilitating injuries. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's less competition, yeah. Yeah, it, it's beginning to get. And, and Griffin's known for having his fucking problems. He had a problem with Wallace at Brisbane, um, allegedly was the uh, the catalyst for ET going to the Tigers. Yep. Uh, and, and if he's having another fucking bitch fight with a player, being an immature little shit, then, then he has no place coaching a first-grade side. He's supposed to be the one rising above and teaching yep. them how to put differences aside. Yep. He's uh, He's got runs on the board, um, though, so he must be an incredibly unlikable yeah. human being. So, but, again, we have zero depth in how we attack. There's one player moving every attacking play. You know, again, rugby league is a very fucking simple game. Yep. And the easiest way to make the defense make mistakes is to give them options to make mistakes at. And that doesn't fucking happen when there is one person running with a ball and no one else with them. Yep. Um, It it's just way too simple. The, I, I, I did see a lot of... But there's a lot of, like, you know, with the, you, there's absolutely, like, game plan coaching problems. But when they did get uh, a try, boy, did they pick up. Yeah, they did. And so it did show that there was a lot... I mean, yes, the Broncos would have had the Q well and truly in Iraq because they were leading point. by a, a, a fucking, like, at least three or four yeah, tries. Yeah, that, that's my point. I, I did see a lot of, oh, if we played, like, that last 18 minutes or game... Well, fucking great then. Play like that last eighteen yeah. minutes all game. But the, yeah, I mean, it's, it's undeniable that I mean, they they definitely you know the tails were up and they were actually yeah playing like you'd think they were um, not like premiership favourites, but you know yeah better not at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again to to Brisbane's credit, they're a very very well coached side. There are obvious deficiencies in Penrith's defence at the moment. Yep, and they ran at them all night. So credit to the Broncos. Devonhead. 
I think the Panthers have become victims of the co-host. Offer years of promise early on, then decline sets in and there it stays. And look, I, I actually think there could be something to that. <laughs> because uh. <laughs> it does seem that it is impossible for a co-host side <laughs> to prosper <laughs> under this regime. Now, I don't know whether that's the power of the show or if it's my personal power or what, but it just seems to be... <laughs> And look, at the end of the fucking day, double whammy this year. At, at the end of the day, there can only be one team winning. Yeah, that's You're true. In the competition at the end of the year. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's there's very good chance at anyone's team, but uh, fucking, hang on, who said that? Uh, that was our Trotters. Ah, uh, no, he's a Dragons fan. He's a Dragons yeah. fan. Yeah. I was going to say all these fucking Tigers fans trying to like deflect the decline give, or something. Give, give decline away like they're fucking John Holmes in the seventies. <laughs> Uh, Peter North-esque. Well, no, he didn't have AIDS. <laughs> well, no, it's true. I was, I was trying to say that it's AIDS. Yeah. And they're trying to give everyone else AIDS. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to give people AIDS. Like, he wasn't trying. <laughs> he was very successful at doing it, but I don't think it was his intention. I don't think it was intentional. He wasn't trying not to, <laughs> which is an important thing when you have AIDS. <laughs> uh, life is a thigh day. If only Penrith had some sort of TV personality slash owner that preached discipline and structure. Look like an under-16s team. Yeah. Yep. Leroy Brown, 1978. What has happened to the Panthers' favourites just a few short weeks ago? Now an absolute shambles. Well, a few short weeks ago. It was probably a few short months ago, let's say. Yeah. It's uh, definitely been more than weeks. Uh, Caleb Shanks. The Panthers are a disgrace. If Bryce could just man up and accept his responsibilities, imagine all the young Moylans they could have. <laughs> At Fat Hairy Lazy. On a, on a similar theme, I must say. It's time to abort Griffin. He shouldn't go full term. <laughs> yes. Friday Night Football, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 46. Fucking pumped. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 8. Mm. Allianz, crowd of 10,500. And oh boy, the 46 points to Seagulls tries to Brenton Lawrence, Kurt Sinner, and George Tofua. What do you call four tries? Like yeah, you got like a, you got a double and you got a hat trick and what do you call a four? A four G. A four. Oh, thought, well, you well know. yeah, well, that's one. I call it a four G. That's it. So there's a there's a threesome, and there's a yeah. four G. Yeah, a four G. Uh, Jake Turbo and Blake Green also tries Dylan Walker three of six conversions, and then at, the, the, at that point Dylan Walker was missing conversions. They're like fuck it, we're winning by so much. Let's run. Let's play. Let's play a game of uh, who wants to be the goal kicker. <laughs> Cherry Evans had one go. It wasn't great. Uh, then Jackson Hastings came out two on two, and uh, he actually kicked his his kicks were by far the ugliest shittiest looking <laughs> kicks of everybody but they went over at a 100% conversion rate so uh, fantastic well, well done to the young lad might get himself some more game time just for goal kicking alone but uh, you know say your piece about this game first so I can gronk off I don't really want to gronk off yeah to tie the gronk off this one's all yours well this was exactly when we mentioned we talked about the show last week. This was exactly what I wanted. What I wanted to see. I mean, they they had to be there had to be a revenge component for the capitulation in round two against the rabbits in a game that they were well and truly in up until about the sixty seventh minute, I believe it was. Mm. Um, and wow, they did. They switched on for the whole time. They are de- because of the youth in the side. They are definitely flat track bullies. Like I, 
Manly, even through like the golden era, I mean, and you know, obviously, you know, two thousand eight grand final aside, I, there, there were a couple of top, you know good floggings that Manly administered, but mm. it wasn't that. There was also that aspect of they'd do enough to win, and then they wouldn't, you know, in the second half they wouldn't put put yeah. in the sword and be like a closer yep. game that should have been, and blah blah blah. So it's it is very pleasing to see them just to go on with and just and just flog the shit out of them and keep trying to score points until the final whistle. Um, so that and then that was and so but they are a bit of flat track bullies I think when things shit goes their way with these kids, it really goes their way and they will fucking ride that wave yeah to absolutely slaughter like kind of like the game against the dogs as well was another example of that um, you know when it's when it's tougher you know that's when we need to see the same sort of attitude you know prevailing but a lot of people will ask me you know about Barrett and they're like oh you know you're on board with Trent Barrett as a coach now still the answer to that is no. And yeah, I mean, this is because you know there's a lot, you know, you had, you had a lot of ground to make up, but also you can clearly see with the players, it's like there's like definitely like a brotherhood going on there. These guys love playing together. Like the morale in in the team itself is fantastic at the moment, and that just shines through. But I want to see. I don't. They don't need to flog teams every week, but we need to see the last two weeks' performances. They ground out a close win against the Raiders in in Canberra, and then they came out and flogged the Raiders. You need to see that sort of thing with that sort of upbeat attitude from the players every single week. And it's the games like the Storm where they get, you know, where the game was pretty much over at half time and the game against the Dragons where it was, you know, similar situation. There's too much fluctuation in the up and down of the side at the moment mm. to um to and it's a that's a that's a that's a function of coaching. I mean, it's great for the for the for the players to have this brotherhood and love playing together and all that sort of thing. That's great. But it's a coach's job to develop a consistency of, you know, harnessing that shit and, you know, consistency and blah, blah, blah. So he's not there yet, but I mean, I am, I am more kindly disposed to him than I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the forwards, once again, un, unrated, you know, but, but fucking they're going great. I mean, I still think Sirenin's overrated. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. Ciro's Ciro, a player that, not, not manly supports, but Ciro's a player that, that media... Want to be great? They want Curtis Sirenin to be amazing. Oh, and he was fucking gronking off about the Tigers this week, yeah, wouldn't yeah. he? And, and what the fuck not? I mean, yeah. he, he did get he got fucked over by him. So, but you know, he Look, also it, didn't play the great. He, did, he also that. didn't play the best either. Insane that. How do you rate the the second generations? Has there been a standout? Like fuck the yeah. Morris boys have done very well. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, their their old man wasn't. It wasn't like trying to follow. Like Mortimer was never going to do it. Yeah, never, never. Pierce won't. Depending but on which, he's, yeah, which he's, you read. he hasn't achieved. He hasn't achieved the same. You know, I guess it's how you define success as well. Yeah, I mean, because he certainly, he, he, you know, he's his old man never won a comp. Yeah, true. And yeah, you know, so, and, and Pierce has, and uh, and then and, and yeah, he's had he's had his you know his state and re- he's never excelled or anything. Yeah, but I mean. Junior was a solid, solid player as well, but he was not a star. Yeah, either, you know what I mean. Yeah, Ciro though, I would consider that he was a star. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I think, of, I think of Paul Sirin, and I can, yeah. and and you can, I, you can think back to games, yeah. and, you know, shit, where he just, where he fucking trashed people. Yeah. I remember that game. I think they were playing France in like parks or somewhere, and it was fucking. So, they were like they were wearing tracksuit pants and like they were actually playing. And I remember he took the first kickoff. And he took a couple of kickoffs in the game where he's just gone straight through all, just like barreling these frogs left and right. And I'll, I'll never forget that shit. Um, will Curtis have have a highlight reel? Like yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I tell you, he 
he, he does like to throw an offload and they haven't been entirely fucking retarded either. Like he's actually, mm. he's certainly kept a, maintained a, an offload to fuck up ratio far better than like, you know, someone like an well, Adam but, Cuthbertson. But what I'm saying is for, yep. for him to just have a semi-regular first grade spot. Yeah. You know, it, as far as the second generation. Well, he's, the, he seems, I think he's pretty much, he's pretty much solidified. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not super, super high, high on him, but I mean, he's, he's done his job. I still think he's, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's. I mean, he, he could probably get you know get amongst it a little bit more and help out in the middle a bit at times. He seems to be a bit you know like hanging way out, like Contact you know like shot. a right like a right winger, yeah. like <laughs> hanging out there. But you know, the it's it seems to be working with the combinations. Um, Jake Turbo, amazing. The finally the combination between Cherry Evans and Green is starting to establish itself. I mean, these guys were a brand new comb- you know, a brand new uh, combination, like yeah. you know, only two months ago, yep. and. Uh, and it takes time to you know figure out you know what what you're going to do and what I'm going to do and that sort of thing and and they've they've finally I think they've got it figured out. Cherry is looking so much better. I mean he's looking commanding out there now. He's running the fucking show. Um, Dylan Walker, absolutely spectacular, and every game that he continues on with just further puts egg on the face of the fucking geniuses that wanted him to be five eighth. Yeah, last year. That- I mean. The fans in general, you know, the, there would be ones that would have supported it because they support the team, but generally speaking, the fans are like, what are you fucking doing? This guy's this guy's a, a born centre and a great one at that. And I, his I don't fucking get shoehorning players into positions that don't suit them or they're not. Just positions that aren't their position. Yeah. Whether it suits them or not. I mean, it's great if things work short term, that's fine. But And, and it's different, you know, throwing a, a fullback into the wing or a winger and a fullback whatever yep. but we're putting somebody into a playmaker role yep. that needs some fairly crucial skills that have been honed over a, a fair amount of game time yeah just does my fucking head in yep yeah and the the combination he's, he's developing with uh Uate as well i mean there was he was very unselfish with uh you know there was at least two of those tries i think he probably could have done yeah got there himself he'll fucking claim with Uate's a tax deduction this year yeah that way <laughs> But I tell you, it's it's heartwarming to see the resurrection of of, of the Uate party. <laughs> I didn't think. I mean, when they signed him, I did not think that it was going to be this good. I I hoped for the best. I expected the worst. And this this is this yeah. is when I hoped for the best. Four tries in a game was not. That wasn't even the best. I was just hoping for don't drop a fucking high ball and score the odd try when it comes your way, mate. Like <laughs> fall over. Yep. But uh, he's been fantastic, and you can see he's another guy that's just fucking loving life at the moment. Um, I've seen like friends of mine that uh, you know are at the games down in Sydney, and like at the end of every game, he's jumping the fence and mingling with the fans. Like he's just fucking lo- loving it again. He's like rediscovered yeah. his love of the game. Yep. And uh, and obviously with a fan base now that appreciates him. Um, and a club that appreciates him. I mean, I'm not going to say the Knights fans, you know, fucking turned on him. I don't think they. I don't, I don't think they did. But um, it's just it's fantastic to see. And Hastings, I still like. It's this this Appy situation is it's weird because, like, I can I can see that you know he does he does some good things and he does bring some benefit to the club when he's on, but yeah. I just don't get like his service is not good. He's great when he runs the ball, but where do you put him for that? I mean, may, I think maybe they might, they should try and reverse the, maybe reverse the rotation. Maybe just try start with Hastings. And have him and on. And then Appy on as a super, because cause Appy with his running game and his darts from dummy half Eliminates, against yeah. tired forwards, yeah. things like that, that would, that's when you would get the best of him. Mm. 
but Hastings, you see, like the the way things tend, like that that Canberra game. I mean, we started to roll back when when Hastings came on, and with his uh, and, and this game. I mean, obviously this game was over, yeah, well and truly before Hastings came on. But he's, you know, he's looking good. And I mean, he was always a good player. You know, trouble at the Roosters, and you know, obviously a loose unit. Yeah, back then, but they seem to have. Yep. You know, the way that he was sort of shunned shunned at the Roosters obviously was, you know, much like, you know, Ciro at, in, at the Tigers. I mean, it's a wake-up call, hopefully. And they've got that chip on their shoulder now. And, you know, they're playing accordingly. So if we can hopefully, mm. you know, keep a keep a lid on them and uh, keep, them, keep them humble and, and grateful, then, you know, hopefully they continue on with it. But uh, this, this is the sort of thing, you know, when I saw the roster at the start of the year, this was kind of like the best-case scenario in my head that I'd hoped for. But um, but didn't expect that they would reach. But it just comes down to consistency. Hopefully, we can see more. Of, you know, I want to see more of this. I want to see it week in, week out. They don't have to win every week. But like that Canberra game. Say that Canberra game. The the golden point fell the other way. Yep. Game a game like that would be. You know, I, I hate losing, but an effort like that would be. You know, ex, you know, acceptable. And, yeah, and look, that's you, it. you just got beaten by a better team on the day. Or, you know, that sort of thing. I'm happy for them to lose the better team, but if they can rub these capitulations against like the Dragons and the Storm out, yeah. then then they're fucking like they're then I mean they're you know they're becoming legit. I mean they're like they're they're, they're a top eight side mm. at this stage. And I mean, how much better can they get? That is the question. Uh, do you have any comments you would like to make? Or are you just letting me go on it. Oh no! It'd All right, be a fucking four-hour show. Yeah, I mean, because, like, fuck, I mean, you think I'm lauding their praises. Wait till you get started. You'd be in there, like, you'd be, like, like a fucking, like one of those ping-pong ball fucking clowns at the fucking garden. <laughs> um, could you just enjoy watching a team playing good rugby league because you don't get that at your own team? And I, I get that. That's fine. Welcome aboard. No, it's a couple of games down. <laughs> at Shane Aaron Elvis. Oh, bollocks. Nate's going to be insufferable after this. Hashtag Christmas in April. Hash fuck manly. Hash gonna neck myself. Don't be like that. Oh. I thought I was. I thought I was fair. I was a compliment. I. I didn't even talk about South because I didn't want to shit on their grave. Yeah, they're in a bit of trouble, South. All I want to say. All I can say about South is I just. I. I just expected better. Yeah. Like they took it to the Broncos. They. They should have beaten the Broncos mm. without Reynolds. Mm. And then Reynolds comes back, and this is what happened to us last time. Reynolds was gone in round one, and he came back for round two, and he fucked us up the ass. So yeah, so I, I just I just expected better from them. They they were just it's 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 almost like the the narrative about South has changed in a week. Like all of a sudden, oh my god, South is so fucking shit. They were fucking they were up for that game against the Broncos. Yep, and they w- were pretty terrible against Manly. Mm. And I don't think that I don't think that. Uh, a lot of it wasn't just because Manly allowed them to do this or allowed them to do that. I mean, I like to use that one, but Southward definitely, this was a fucking down game for the Rabbits. Yeah, you don't see too many 40-plus score yeah. lines where where the defending team isn't, you know, dreadful. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, the, you know, they're, they're guys out there on their, on their left-hand side the defense, you know, versus yeah. our right-hand side. That's it. Like well, you know, it was just as shameful as our as our left hand side defence against the Storm, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, they I mean they 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 had an absolute absolute bath. Um, where are we? Cruzy zero six. South Sydney Robbio's fans leaving before half time. Hash shit as fans. Hash, really? Yeah. 
That's I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't aware. I mean, usually you know, I'm watching on the app, so half time I'm fucking hmm. back to Twitter, rocking off for ten minutes before I go back to, <laughs> back to the app again. Uh, Mario Siegs, I fucking can't wait for the recap section on this weekend league. I'm dead set salivating at the thought. Go full Gronk. See, no, I'm 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 a I'm a, a kinder, gentler person. So man, you've changed. Just uh, you know, I'm, I've just I've been humbled by you know a couple of years in, in the you know doldrums with the with the club and you know turmoil and stuff like that. So now I'm just appreciating the good times. Yanis uh, underscore Mateus, thank fuck South but lost by less than forty. Otherwise, it'd be another opportunity to mention some fucking irrelevant grand final last decade. <laughs> Mate, goal kicking the difference, and that's the other thing too. Like just. You got to you got to kick a fucking goal. If they had got their goals, it would have been they would have cracked fifty, yeah. and that's even more satisfying. Uh, the Parramatta Eels twenty six defeat the North Queensland Cowboys six up at thirteen hundred teeth, with uh, just under fourteen and a half thousand people in attendance. The Eels a double to Gutho, Will Smith and Tim Manor also with tries. Gutho four or four conversions and a penalty goal was the Gutho show. And the Cowboys six points came from tries to Winterstein, try to Winterstein, and uh, felt with one of one conversions. Yeah, it's you know look a, a lot's been said about the Cowboys regarding the troops they've been missing. Yes, and and obviously you know Thurston's their their key playmaker and and Matt Scott's a, a world class forward and yep and Coot solid most of the time as a fullback until you're talking about too much and then yeah fuck it. But each week that Thurston hasn't been in that team. His influence or, or lack of his influence has to me been more and more and more apparent. So th- yeah. this week it was glaring. Morgan is nowhere near the kicker that Thurston is in terms of accuracy and kicks in play or attacking kicks, I'm talking here. Yep. But the difference is, even though Morgan's kicks were coming down one or two metres too long or one or two metres too short, there was no one chasing. Yep. This they've, they've gotten it's it, the morale in the club must be shattered because yes. they, you, they've in the past yeah in past when Thurston and like Origin duty and all that sort of thing they they take some losses yep and they might have some disappointing performances but they kind of I don't know they kind of they were they were up for it they were just they just didn't have the troops yeah but now it's like it's at home they had a capitulation to to Manly mm. you know a month ago and and when Thurston's there. Yeah, you know, the, the, they they still have that in them. Yep. That whole, you know, okay, we're a bit tired, so we'll just let let them take it in gold, and it's an easy seven tackle set. Yeah. But you see JT blowing up at them, and that yep. doesn't fucking happen again. Yep. Um. Yeah. The other thing I noticed in defence is we've got this weird sort of fucking flying V formation happening. <laughs> and the par- wedge. It yeah. It the chevron. <laughs> Um, but Parramatta their credit you you look across that team and to a man they're all you know either just past their prime or or discards from other clubs and and they've come together and they're another team like what we were saying about Manly you can see that they're they're toiling for each other and they're far from perfect at the moment and and they're they're not you know, I think gonna gonna threaten a lot of the top teams, but for them to come together, completed over eighty percent. Yep. Um, that's enough to to put on what was a a very good scoreline up in North Queensland. Yeah, and wow, the whole thirteen hundred thing is uh, 
it was it wasn't a guarantee of victory, but the Cowboys have had a very, very, very good, yeah, very proud record up there over the last couple of years, and it's been absolutely they've they've taken not some losses, but they've been flogged twice. I mean, this game and Manly, you know, not long ago, they've taken some taken some big fucking L's up there. Um, Gutherson is dead set one of the only players in history that I that I lament manly you know letting him go I I didn't understand the decision at the time we'd re-signed him for two years uh, you know earlier that season Um, I didn't understand the decision at the time still don't understand it I I still believe that there's a place for him in the current manly side Mm -hmm. even with the you know the the guys we've got in at the moment but it's just great to see him kicking on he's fantastically um if not for us, I mean, it yeah, sucks with the Eels, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's actually yeah. reaching his potential because, you know, the players Manly had in the back line, you know, from, like, 2007 through to, you know, like, 2014, 15, meant that, you know, him, him you know, getting a crack to actually, you know... Look, at, at, least, at least you don't have the fucking Panthers pain. Which is... Well, we let Michael Jennings go to the Roosters. What happened? Yeah. You want a premiership? Yeah. Will that Luke, Luke Lewis. go to the Cowboys? Yeah. What Cow- happened? Fucking hell, I never even thought of that, but you're right. Luke Lewis went to the Sharks. So who's, so who's going to be who's gonna be the, the next club legend that gets, that gets well, basically that's, to win a premiership? That's what Wests are trying to do. Yeah, but they're only picking up fucking like fetuses and that. That yeah. doesn't count. Like so. It's got to be these guys that are like... Well, like, no, they got yeah. Tim Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim Grant's the exception that proves the rule, I suppose. <laughs> um, the Curse Chapo. Is the post-JT and Matt Scott era at the Cowboys a very bleak one? Yes, it is, obviously. Yeah, it, the Cowboys have got some fucking tough decisions to make. I mean, yeah, the, the day JT decides to call it a day, great for them salary cap-wise. They're like, fucking boom, we can buy whoever we want Yeah, who's available. They can to- basically just go to the whole of the Roosters and just go, <laughs> do you want to come up? Yeah. So. <laughs> and, um... But yeah, that's that's yeah, and, and that's fine. But there's it appears to be no apparent succession plan. Mm. I don't think the succession plan is for Morgan to be JT or anything like that. Not at all. Um, and there's no, you know, I mean, there, there's no planning for the future. I mean, most <laughs> clubs have a succession plan in place. When you think of long term halves do. This is one of my bugbears about the way the NRL run their their current salary cap. Yep. And having a set number of players you can ever yep. have run onto an NRL squad, yep. uh, it it absolutely fucks with your succession planning. You know, so you you might have all the plans in the world that because you know that JT is going to be out for at least three or four weeks every year yeah. on Origin or rep duties. So that's the perfect time to identify, like you know, to identify yeah. Ash Taylor before the you know you know what I mean like. But then that means you have a couple of injuries elsewhere and have yeah. to put other people into your, your first grade yeah. side and you, you can't. You're physically not yeah. allowed to play these kids yeah. and yeah. and bring them through. So Yeah, but yes it yes it is a bleak one. I mean we knew that the window was closing eventually. Yeah. And I thought this year was it was shown and this year has proven, you know, even with JT, I thought the window was closing and they were going to drop a couple of spots, but still be a competitive, you know, good side. But uh yeah, and obviously when you take Scott and uh, yeah, add that to the equation as well, then yeah. Hmm. Uh, Rob, that Rob sold out. As much as I enjoyed that win, and I did, but a little hollow watching Parramatta versus Ponga. Oh, fucking take it, man. Take mm-hmm. it and run. Um, at Cruzy06. While JT and Scott are out, it gives the Cows fans an insight into what their team will be like without the champion halfback. 
It does. Well, I mean, they've had they've had that inside every Origin series for the last how many fucking years? But I mean, the Cowboys yeah. have, have never really sailed through that Origin Cannot period. Cannot be a shock. Yeah. Uh, King Levius, North Queensland have more incapacitated Cowboys than the Magnificent Seven. Hashtag Smooth Corey Show. Ouch. <laughs> Hash table ladder chair match. The Gold Coast Titans, 38, defeat the Newcastle Knights, 8, at Hope Solo Coliseum. Crowd of, official crowd of 10,500. Uh, the Titans, their 38, came from double to the god, Jared Hayne. LG with a try. Connie with two tries. Greenwood and Ryan James with tries. Ash Taylor, two of four conversions. Kane LG, three of three. The Knights had one try to Sam Stone. Uh, Brock Lamb with a conversion and a penalty goal. Mm. Doesn't lack for effort. Oh, Brock Lamb. Um, mm. You know, he, he's not a, an up-and-coming superstar, but but was in Who fucking... Who would know in this fucking shambolic organisation? True, true. But but was in fucking everything up yep. to his guts yep. in as, as much as he possibly could. Yep. Um, and, and that's the sort of attitude that, that if fostered properly can, can take him far. But... For the Titans fans, I'd, I'd be really happy um, the way Ash Taylor's controlling that team. You know, yeah. you, you can really see now that even, even though he's young and, and they have some senior players who are supposedly the you know the leadership group, whatever the fuck they call them these days, but they get behind Ash Taylor. The cartel, I believe they call them there. <laughs> um, and, and they play what he gives them. He's putting them around the park. He's telling them where to be. Uh, and... Again, the the best thing that's happened for the Titans is that Jared Haynes come back in and fit into that. Yeah, you know he's he's obviously going to be his own uh, you know creative dynamo sometimes. He's uh, Jared. Jared is is still very much doing his <laughs> doing his own thing. Mm. <laughs> like even like as as brilliantly as he played, and even though some of those, just, I mean. He was he was off from the left over around to the right to score tries. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. Well, but it worked. I mean, it it worked for them, and I think it, I think it comes down to more with Jared Hayne just learning his place in this team. Yeah, that was firing along, you know, quite well last and, end of last year without him, um, and just finding a way that he can contribute because uh, you know he's a, he's a talented player. That's you it. don't lose talent. You don't lose your talent. And, and um, it's, but it's where he can contribute. Where early he can in contribute that that fits in with the flow. Yeah, and he you was know, an absolute at the end of last season as well. I mean, you see was, him overriding Taylor. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the other thing I, I underestimated was Pete's impact on that team. Like you always knew. Well, that you knew, was, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, okay. Pete Pete's comes back and and he's going to be a benefit, but he sets a very good tempo. Yep. For that team. Um, and Pulu again, like the fucking. The You're bullets. in love with him. I'm starting to think you're getting a bit of the Glens about you. It, no, it, <laughs> it, it's not a Polynesian thing. It's just the fact that I have never seen someone that big in headgear, <laughs> and it's just there's something about the juxtaposition. Um, Whatever gets the blood rush. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the Knights, again, you, if you're a Knights fan, you, you take a little bit of uh, pride in that first half. It was a solid first half. Yeah, it was, but I mean, completely negated by by the utter capitulation of the second half. Yeah, well, the Knights have a very involved and very complex game plan that just didn't go off in the second half, which is pass it to Gay Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when that failed... <laughs> 
Dusty yeah. the Knights. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, like we've said every week, there's, there's little things, and as long as, long as they keep building, then yep, yep. You know, don't don't tie the knots up too tight yet. Pretty pretty decent morale in the Titans as well, and that's one thing these these injury spurts. You know, tend to do is you know bring bring the players closer together. Yeah. After that. I mean, you see, Coney's fucking loving life on the Gold Coast. He's loving playing in that side. See, and that and and tell me that doesn't make you even sadder about Sean Johnson just for the the loss to rugby league. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I don't. I mean, imagine. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where you, would you put him somewhere successful so he could so he could sort of thrive off the bat, or or would you put him? I think it's more like, about the coach. Yeah, you know, that's true. Man. You give him to a Des or a Bellamy, and and look, yeah, those teams are successful anyway. And look, there's a need. There's a need there. Yeah. In in the, the storm. But Connie so. Connie Harrell at the moment looks like a little Catholic boy whose mother told him all his life that vaginas have teeth, and he's just found out they don't. Yeah. <laughs> And that would also, well, that would, but that wouldn't explain that video yeah, in no. the car. It's like he's seeking the teeth. At least those teeth aren't pointy. <laughs> oh yes, that's one thing you mentioned. There's a rumor, rumors emerging today that uh, that the storm are, are looking at MILF. Even he's gone down to visit the facility. Has also endorsed him. Didn't. Did, is it just me? Did, I saw that headline with Kronk endorses Milford. Did, he, did was there not a headline exactly the same where it was like Kronk endorses foreign? I'm sure. Sh- oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the Munster. Oh, Munster right. said because yeah. that was the thing that uh, that while while the Warriors were down there to play for, or while they were yeah. in somewhere, foreign was going to tour yeah, Melbourne, right, and yeah. Munster said he's welcome to come and have a look. And so the fact that the Stormer um, can you the storm the storm will, will make Milford Bellamy will make him fit. And I don't mean it's like fitting this entire fucking sizzler buffet in my mouth. I mean like actual like real fitness. <laughs> like, and then he will he will like imagine like you had him for Supercoach. He'll score two hundred fifty points a week in Supercoach under Bellamy. Bellamy won't take his shit. That that's the thing. Look, not knowing Anthony Milford, I as think a, he'll achieve his potential. Not knowing Anthony Milford as a person. Yeah. Do you see him thriving under Bellamy, or do you see him? As a little bit of that Sean Johnson of fuck, that looks like hard work. No, I see him. I see him thriving. Okay, get him away from Halo, and obviously homesickness is not a problem anymore <laughs> if he's considering Melbourne. But uh, I, yeah. it'd be a great move on two on two fronts. One, I think he could excel down there, and two, Broncos tears would be fantastic. <laughs> Imagine losing Hunt no, Milford into one round. Not as much as you think. Yeah? Just consider the hedge factor. Because Jack Bird and Nick Arima is the fucking half combination of the next millennium. <laughs> but yeah, no. Like, you know, the storm of, you know, Brisbane South. Yeah. When it comes to hedging Queensland. Yeah, but still, at best, it's their, only their third team because they, the, they do hate the Titans. So the Cowboys are their second team, right? Yeah, but not anymore because the Cowboys aren't winning. Yeah, and the Cowboys beat them win- in that grand final too. Yeah. So maybe the storm haven't elevated yeah. up to second. Yeah, you're right. True. Just, it's it's hard it's hard navigating the tortured mind of the, a fucking the, Bronco supporter. The fucking convoluted moral minefield. It's like it's like one of those you see like one of those decision making flowcharts. It's like is the team Queensland based? Yes, no. Fork down the next. <laughs> <laughs> and just goes on and on. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it was a great it was a great win to the Titans. Uh, they they were pretty terrible in the first half, or wasn't it? They were terrible, but they were, yeah, the, the the Knights. Executed and had their measure, 
in the first half. And but boy, once they uh, once they broke the shackles, did yeah. they fucking ever? Uh, Mitch the Geo. Where's Danny Wicks and Chris Houston when you need them? <laughs> Hash season's over. Hash has been over for a while. Hash seventh Mad Monday this year. Uh, at Hammers. Clinical, brutal, ruthless. That was just Coney's five-minute molestation of Feeney. The only thing missing was a sweep to the leg. Hash, no mercy. Geez, Feeney's a, he's, he is a, a, a bad player. Tell you what, though. When he had his fucking sniper moment. Yeah. You know, rightful 2016 Dally M medalist Ryan James. Yeah. Did you see him protecting him? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he stopped yeah. people from smashing him. Yeah. So, you know, he's a good man, Ryan Great James. Great play, even better bloke, yeah. as they say. Paul Mac underscore 78. Don't worry. He's added the Knights here. Don't worry, Knights. Uh, you guys won't be the last team the mighty Titans run through this season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, the Bulldogs 16 defeated the Raiders 10 at ANZ she crowd just over 13th hour um, the Bulldogs 16 came with a double to Adam Elliott Josh Morris with a try Kerrit Holland 2 of 3 conversions Canberra Raiders 10 came from tries to Croker and Hodgson Croker 1 conversion uh, yeah and Caesar had a shot and missed well well then yes I, I did not expect Canberra to back up in this manner I'm going to be honest and the doggies, fuck, they're talking about finding a way. Mm. I just, the Raiders are, they're broken. Something's broken like, of late. Yeah. That Broncos game that they lost, it was almost like, okay, here they go. Okay, they're, they're coming back though. Yeah, you can see that's it. it. Yeah. They, they'd worked it out in the second yeah. half and they were back. And then they went on a little run. Uh, obviously, Manly, you know, is probably the catalyst for their decline. Beating them in their own in their own backyard. I I think that Canberra are lacking a little bit of on field leadership. So who's at fault there? And I I know that it is fucking sacrilege to say anything negative about Blake Austin. Yep. Especially because you're probably the biggest Blake Austin fan in this room right fucking now. Fucking fantastic man. <laughs> yeah. Um. But one of Blake Austin's greatest qualities to and contributions to Canberra last year was that. He, he would put his hand up and spark something. Yep. Uh, he he was the righto follow me guys. Uh, yeah, Caesar Caesar tried it a little bit in this game. You know, he did he grabbed the ball and run and and it was a, a good run by Caesar that led to to points. You know, he yep. he broke through and, and put Papali. But did did you see Papali's turn and pass? That fucking pass. Was well, it was not even the turn. It was that that was when he, when like he, was he was falling, falling, falling yeah. to the ground, and he's and and the presence to fucking to to put the to ball turn. up and back, yeah, and like because it wasn't even really that he turned so much. It was just the 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 way that he passed the ball yep. so that it went backwards and it was floated up in time for everyone else to catch yeah. up. It was just fucking brilliant. If I was his fucking defense attorney, I would show that at, at trial and say <laughs> if he can do that. He can operate a fucking car after 20 beers. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful thing, though. Yeah, but but it, I think yeah that that initial spark from Caesar mm-hmm. is what the Raiders need more of. They've got skill all over the place. Yep. Uh, but at the moment, it looks like they're just expecting to go out and, and have it happen. Leipana shut down again, too. And, yeah, they look confused when it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's the the antithesis of, of yep. that brotherhood thing. When it's yep. not working, yep. you start taking it out on each other, yep. and then all of a sudden it, it goes to hell. But the you know the the dogs down on troops. 
this riddle. Game, yeah. Yep. Uh, the best way not to let that affect you is to just not let the fucking Raiders have any ball. So, <laughs> um, the and like I mean, like a dow a dower you know, arm wrestle is is certainly right up the dog's alley. Hmm. But controlling a game and you know having a decent kicking game and things like that, it certainly isn't. Yeah. Um, but fucking dead set. What what the fuck is going on with that Holland kid kicking? Oh, you know, you got two of three. <laughs> statistically speaking, yeah, he's, statistically he's, up, speaking, he's, but he's on the mean. But like his dropouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no you know, goal it, kicking, yes, no. Well, this is this is the thing. I mean, kicking's been, is kicking is a problem for the dogs. Yeah. And I don't. Is, is foreign really? Is, I mean, you would assume that if if the storm are looking at Milford, that means that foreign has been at least not openly, but as yeah, know, like a done deal. Yeah, you, you would assume you, so. You think. I I don't. He's like fucking someone in that club's got to have, you know, either El Masri or Daryl Halligan's number. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about like general play. I mean, you need you need someone. They need to get some like just to fucking bring a local dude down from the local AFL side. They need to teach someone how to fucking like just punt. The, the, oh no, punt I'm talking punt. about goal kicking. Oh, you're first, about goal kicking for you. Um, well, I mean, like Holland, Holland, almost Holland's singular singular uses of rugby league player is goal kicking. I mean, he doesn't really he doesn't really offer anything else. I mean, I'm sure it's the only reason he's in the side. But again, Holland, like when when he's missing him, he's fucking missing him. Yeah, yeah, he so, can shank it. He can shank it. Um, but yeah, for for the dogs, a, a big confidence booster, you know, to to go down and and take on that big Raiders pack uh, and come away with the goods. I think will do them well. Green Machine Pod, buddy Solzy, uh, listen to his podcast if you if you're inclined to to you know enjoy things of the Canberra variety. The Raiders hype train has come crashing back to earth. Not a patch on last year. Not as bad as the Panthers, though. Just had to say that. Just had to sink that in. And that's true. Like, what's the next hype machine? Who's next? The Roosters have kind of had their dip after being, you know, like oh, they're the big improvers, blah, blah, blah. Manly. I don't think we're there. Choo-choo, motherfucker. I don't think we're anyone's hype train just yet. Give it time, though. After they fucking smash the Broncos next weekend. <laughs> oh, delicious. Mm. Mario Siegs. Imagine a team being so so pathetic that they can be mentally destroyed by Dylan Walker so badly they lose the next week to a pub side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cursed Chapo. We lose both Gems and Reynolds and we still win. Hashtag feels good, man. And that tweet came after <laughs> predictions and death riding yeah. and slagging off his team through the course of the game. You know... It uh, when when you lose players and uh, and you get a glimpse of your future, yep. Doggies fans must be happy to to see that they can still get up and win. Yep, yep. That's it. Is is Graham going official yet, or just no, alluded to? No, it's, just, it's just something that seems to be expected with the incoming uh, of Woods. Yeah, it's like it's, there's not a, there's not enough room for. And obviously, you know, Clem has re-signed and extended, mm. and one of the probably one of the reasons that Woods is going over there because he, he wants to play with his little bestie. Yep. So yeah, I just I, think was, I, I heard something about potentially Graham going to, oh, you know, being welcomed, uh, you know, to Newcastle. Yeah, well, Newcastle were after Matt Scott, so they were yeah. pretty clear that they were after somebody who was a 
an inspiration or some mentor, leader, yeah, veteran. Someone prop. that's going to you know pull these kids yeah. by the ear and, okay, yep. yeah, it's 78 minutes in and we're all fucked. Keep going. Yep. yep. So. yep. Cronulla Southern Sharks 22 defeated the West Tigers 16 at Leichhardt, just under 13,500 in attendance. The Sharkies uh, tries to Tony Williams. <laughs> And fucking, it was, it was the the classic Tony Williams try too. <laughs> the, the the only way that the only way that pillow scores him is when he finds someone more pillow like to absolutely steamroll. Uh, Fecky Holmes Townsend uh, three or four conversions to Maloney. The Tigers sixteen game of tries to Kevin Nakama and Suli. One of two conversions to Moses and three of three penalty goals. Mm. That fucking. Poor Tigers right side though. Hmm. Like, you know, you're on your line. Yep. You're defending. Yep. They cut out for feeder. Yep. You're like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> and they hit T Rex. <laughs> like, fucking hell. Like, oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. It, um, yeah, the, it, it, it was a strange old game, this one. And, and I think it was more to do with the Sharks being a little bit out of sorts. Very than, much, very much out than of the Tigers. I mean, the the Tigers were okay, and uh, Luke Brooks especially was it was very good. I thought, apart from that one time he got absolutely fucking annihilated <laughs> by T Rex. Yeah. Other than that, though, I thought he was quite good, yeah. and, and defensively too. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the Sharks were fuck it. They were, there was enough of what's good about them to keep the West Tigers at bay. Yep. But there was uh, there was nothing there when it came time to yeah. you know ice the game. Yeah. Foot on the throat and and. Although the game was close, it was kind of like a converted try for most of it, uh, especially when it came down to the crunch time. You still, I mean, I never had the realistic thought in my head that the West Tigers were going to find a way to win it. Yeah, that's it. And, Even and as bad as the Sharks were and the mistakes they made, uh, you'd still be like, no, nah, they're not And normally gonna. when West Tigers are actively winning a game, you, you get that feeling that there's yep. just try after try after yep. try after try in them, and that yep. definitely wasn't the case here. I checked the stats after 57 minutes. And funnily enough, they'd completed 57%. Hmm. So the Sharks were com- completing you know, close to half their sets. They'd made five line breaks, and yeah. they'd fucked themselves out of every single opportunity. So again, it wasn't these massive defensive efforts keeping them scoreless. Yeah. And I think that in a situation like that, where you've got the Sharks having that sort of night, 16 points isn't enough of a buffer. Yep. Um, the the Tigers really should have put more on Um, and when it comes down to it you've got these players who are growing in confidence every week like Hastings is just um, fuck sorry not Hastings um, Townsend yep Um, playing next to somebody like Maloney and playing behind the forwards he is the confidence that gives that kid just allows him to to take the ball in his hand and and score tries like he did far better yeah far better than he's displayed otherwise Mm. Uh, Super Grover 4 I love Tigers in decline like everyone else even bought the shirt but now we need hash a bunker in the bin gallon equals cunt <laughs> hash nipple cripple gate so obviously he's, he's falls somewhere to, to, to the, the opposite of where I do yeah. on that gallon thing uh, look I, I think like there's a difference like what Jamie Lyon did was an absolute dog act that, that relax. was Re- no that, that was an actual dive he wasn't touched with he, Gallon, was, he was actually tripped. No. With Gallon, if, if there's it was no jersey Josh Reynolds grab, himself teleporting into the body of the Cowboys player whose name I forget at the moment. 
Because I forget it was who callously tripped him. Some sort of freaky Friday. Yeah. GT351 underscore Johns. That Gronk gal can shove a peptide-filled syringe up his ass if he ever talks about soccer players diving again. Grubby twat. Look, it, it would be some sweet fucking justice if Paul Gallen cops a couple of uh, technical penalties. It would be even sweeter justice if someone dives thereby preventing a grand final winning Cronulla try <laughs> via penalty due to obstruction that would that would be the the true one. Yeah, and true. and he would and he would be fucking blowing up and then the, the other side the sledging that couldn't shoot he's like it'd <laughs> be fantastic uh where are we the cursed chapo another glorious loss to the tigers tonight is it safe to say the players are off the bus again Hashtag Tigers in decline. I don't yeah. off the bus. It's just, it's just uh, Ivan, Ivan Cleary said, you know, you're on the bus. And he waited until I got on to say, you know, to let him know that it's actually the bang bus. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's good yeah. for some, I guess. Uh, the biggest tiger, brave. Although a compliment, it also means a loss. <laughs> Great to be at Leichhardt Oval, nonetheless. Um, he got hashtag totem pole, so he's really got... <laughs> he's taking that one and running with it. Oof. He's owning it. Uh, at Hammers, brave loss for the Tigers, deserved more. Hashtags in decline. Deserved more what? <sighs> so I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. The Warriors 14 defeat the Roosters 13 at Mount Smart, crowded just over 13,000. Seems like 13,000 is probably par for the weekend. Uh, the Warriors had tries to uh, Gavay and Fusatua. Two of two conversions for Sean Johnson and a very crucial penalty goal right at the death. The uh, Roosters 13 came from Trice to Manu and two dads, Mitchell Pierce, with uh, what was should have been the match-winning field goal at the time. I mean, should have been. Uh, Mick Gordon, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. Mm. Starting at the end, mm-hmm. it is nice to see a whistle come out with in a minute that, to go. In that mayhem period when it usually yeah, doesn't. Yeah, that's it. Um, and there was a lot of fucking refs faulting, and there was it was multifaceted refs faulting as well because there was like Roosters fans were like, "Oh fucking, why does he blow that one when he didn't blow?" You know, one then there was a lot of screenshots about one when the Roosters were attacking out from the you know a couple yeah, of the line. Yeah, still screenshots because you know they're they, they're fantastic at proving the concept you want it to prove, and and you know yeah, not exactly. sure what really happened, but. And then the other aspect was, oh, okay, I can see it was a penalty, but, you know, why do you take so long to blow it? Or why do you wait till the what? You know, because something that, you know, they they have in rugby league is like, you know, pretty much, you know, there's, I guess he's played an advantage. Yeah, that's it. He he let he let it have an opportunity to not affect the play. Yep. And it went back right to that, to right back to where it was. And, yep. you know, it became a factor and there you go. Yeah, that's it. So. I, I, I think in, in this one, the one thing that, really impressed me and, and God, I would like to have a soft spot for the Warriors I haven't been able to do it yet yeah but I would like to have one yeah um, they seem to be getting a teeny tiny bit more disciplined they gave away two penalties all match you know and some would say that that is because they're playing the Roosters who are so harshly penalised in every facet of their game <laughs> That of course they only received two penalties against them, because it's the Roosters. They get penalised until they fucking got AIDS, and they don't get any penalties to offset it. Some would say that the Earth's flat too. It doesn't make it fucking right. It's true. Um, and and when Roosters fans are flat Earthers, there you go. They are. 
Said by Jay? No, Flat Earther. There's only fucking <laughs> one of them. Um, you know, and, and with the with the Warriors, their style of play comes with errors. It's going to happen. And if you can offset the amount of mistakes you're making by giving away fewer penalties, then that's going to keep you competitive in games for a lot longer. Um, and at the end of the day, they they were good enough. Yep. Their attitude seemed to be a little bit better. Their scramble was a little bit better. Previously, when when you'd see Warriors teams where there was half a break made, the, the break was made yeah. and, and the player was gone. Um, this time you had guys backing up and covering for each other. So, you know, it's, it's obviously not um, beautiful fucking sunny Hobbit days yep. for them. Yep. Um, I'm still not convinced on the Roosters as a top eight side. No, and the thing, the, the the main factor about the losing of this game for the Roosters was that break they made with, you know, what, 10 minutes to go. And yep. it, was just, it was a clean break. I can't remember who it was. Was it maybe... maybe SKD. It was, it was it SKD, was it? And they had someone on the left and someone on the right. And somehow, like, he passed it you know, super quickly. He didn't draw the guy and, and it got shut down, you know, a meter yeah. out. And they ultimately, they, they, they were held out in that in, in that set. Um that was an absolute. That was one of the worst bomb tries I've seen in yeah. in a long time. I mean, there's bomb tries. You're like, oh yeah, they could have made it or whatever. But this was just like it was there. The the support was there. The the defense wasn't there. All they had to do was just draw and draw and pass and just couldn't do it. Exactly. And so um yeah, and that was the losing of the game because that one they didn't. That was before they kicked that field goal, but they would have put him up a, a converted try. And I mean, you know. No late penalty, you know, no matter how legit or Ill- illegitimate it was, um, would change that. Mm. Mick the Perms, that uh, if I understand, the Roosters fans are complaining because they wanted to be kissed on the dick and gifted another win from the refs, right? <laughs> At Mick the Perm, that one was, guys. At Jason NRL, record setting refs fault numbers on the, on the Warriors Roosters game. Yes. MJ Eagle 23, Mitchell Pierce with the origin type clutch to help the Warriors. Yes, it was like his origin displays, wasn't the it? The Cursed Chapo. And we had a couple, of, and also King Levius as well also raised this point. Uh, the Kiwi commentator just said uh, Takiyahu has that X factor. He actually said it twice in like, twice in a sentence or twice in two consecutive sentences. It was great. He went on with the X factor. Yes. Um, they loved it. So uh, it, was, it was a very X factory game from him. The Melbourne Storm 34 defeated the Dragons 22 down at Wynn. Uh, crowd just under 12,500 in attendance. The Storm had a double to Vuni Valu, a double to Addo Carr, a double to Billy Slater. Cam Smith, five of six conversions, uh, setting a record for fucking something. Some shit. Most goals by, by fucking... Again. By a cunt. He should be scrubbed from the fucking record books. This one... This this is like a contrary week for me, like where the most people are like, oh, poor Gallons is diving, come. I'm like, oh, fucking, I enjoyed that shit. Good, you know, you go. And like Cam Smith, you know, yes, yes, he is. He is. And yes, he's forever tainted by the salary cap cheating. Absolutely. However, where there's a situation where it's total number of games won or whatever, and he breaks the record, whatever that one was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, tons of those wins happened under about four years of salary cap cheating, and yes, they should all be you know asterisks or stricken from the record so that he does he can't hold a record of of that nature. However, when it's a goal kicking one, he's physically individually lined that fucking ball up and kicked the goal. I mean, True. he's done. He's actually done it, but wouldn't have been able to do that 
if the try yeah. wasn't scored, which yeah. it wouldn't have been if the salary cap wasn't breached and put the quality yeah, and of players I, I, together. I, I, I get that. I get that angle. And I mean, if you, when you want to draw the draw the bow that long, I get it. I totally do. And believe me, you know, I'm I'm happy to smite the storm and their players over. Any, I said anything. good day, sir. Yeah. However, he actually physically kicked those goals, so I'm yeah, less inclined to take those take this one away from him. This is the kind of one he can have. The rest so of them can't. Are you saying if Thurston's down at the park just kicking goals? Yeah. Because he's physically kicked them, they should go towards a record. No, because they haven't happened in an NRL game. So they have to happen in an NRL game. Well, that's the fucking record, isn't it? Okay, so you're happy to put fucking parameters on it. Well, I'd say that's like that's the fucking record. I mean, how are you going to establish? I'm sure that there is some fucking. Little, hey, I'm, I'm sure little Johnny Adams down down at fucking Springfield. I'm sure that I'm sure that he has banged over twenty five thousand goals a week practicing for his future role as a halfback leader yep. of the Brisbane Broncos side. That, that's fine. Tweet tweet Nate if you agree or not at uh, at at i i gargle Cam Smith. <laughs> yeah, look. The guy, the guy, the guys are can't, and he does not get to have, he does not get to claim more than one premiership, right? In fact, he doesn't get to claim the most, the most victories in NRL history. Um, however, he does get to claim the goal kicking because he physically kicked the goals that he's attributed for the record, and ultimately he's probably going to end up with a, a pretty high ranking on the on the on the list for total Point games scorers, played yeah. well total games played by by yeah and obviously cheating on lot those games those games were played so yeah. so he gets to keep that one but sort of certainly like team team accolades and uh and glory like you know premierships and stuff like fucking fuck no and while we're on the subject of camp smith this fucking tweet tonight where there was a tweet about the about the goal, <laughs> the goal kicking thing mm. that he's that he's quite tweeted with like clap you know, hands, like clap the hands. hands. It was like the hands. hands. It was like it was like the praise Jesus hands. Like three, one, two, three yeah. of those, followed by hashtag, yeah, and then a goat emoji. A, it just displays a complete lack of understanding as how hashtags work. Yeah, back go, going back to like Aaron Woods when he was doing the hash twenty forty ones for the postcode one, and you're like yeah, it doesn't work like that, yeah. fucking dickhead. No. Nah. Learn to use fucking Twitter. Do exactly. You, do you even fucking Twitter, mate? Exactly. Now, but then, retweeting something about yourself, <laughs> hashtagging it as the greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's like mundane to the power of fucking, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd get a life cunt. Seriously, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It, it'd be like if, if Anthony Mundine and Jared Hayne had a baby and it was raised by Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. That's yeah. It was raised by Elizabeth Taylor but but had a dream that it was raised by Ali. Where were we? We talked about yeah, we talked about the scores, didn't we? All right, yeah, we talked about the game itself. Um man, fucking storm. Unstoppable in the in the uh in the first half. And that fucking try I don't remember if it was his first or second because the tries were just coming at me so fast. But that second try for fucking Goonie, or that, was the first, oh, that try yeah. for Goonie when he goes over and he physically jumps out of bounds to avoid the approaching tackler and pivots his body in midair enough that he can put the ball down inside the, the line for the try. Just, that is one of the greatest tries I've ever seen scored. I mean, like, obviously, the, the lead-up and everything was just his standard, you know, 
strip the numbers and, you know, put your winger in sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But that finish was one of the greatest fucking finishes, and it was all legit, unlike that fucking Nofaluma try that he got try of the year for a couple of years ago where he dropped it. This try was completely, right. yeah. completely I legit. About that. And, oh, just fucking spectacularly good. That guy is amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, and... Again, I, I've seen a lot written about... Um, about him in terms of the length of his rugby league career. Yep. And I don't know how official any of the records are, but I don't think he's the sort of kid that's been playing the game since he was five years old. What are they saying? I, for, I thought I saw something like he's had four years or five years of rugby league Yeah, it's probably fair enough. Experience. So, doing for, their so for, sevens and stuff, for, for him to have that sort of awareness of the game and positioning and to pick it up, it's just like it's just that. outstanding athleticism yeah. and you know the, those those sorts of finishes are got to be developed on the training paddock of just like after training like fucking around you know what I mean exactly like just, yeah what exactly can I, what can I do acrobatically spectacular you know like that sort of thing um, one upmanship yeah different look Melbourne Storm this year they are but man they've got like the they've got the two best wingers they certainly do and, and they're spectacular and this is again you know we we talk a lot about coaching yep and. A team is as good as the execution of its game plan. Yep. Generally speaking. And you have Craig Bellamy, who was known for just this methodical, numbers-based, you know, thing. All of a sudden, he has some different assets to work with. Yep. We asked a question of Des Hasler earlier in the year, saying, is Des Hasler the sort of coach that says, this is what I know works, and I'm going to try and jam this team into it? Yep. Craig Bellamy... You know, he's obviously skillful enough now to be saying that, okay, this is what I have and this is yeah. what I can do with it. Um, yeah. And they're making a few more errors, so but I don't know if any more family members go missing or whether they have error allowances now. Maybe for every try they're allowed maybe two errors. Maybe softening his old age, you know, the, the, um, the, the, the brutal you know murder of family members is off the table. That's yeah. it. But, you know, look, when was the last time you saw a Melbourne Storm team give away 10 penalties and make 10 errors in a game? Yeah, yeah, and still put that sort of much of those on. much of the penalties though came in a shorthanded situation where they were conceding willfully conceding penalties yeah, to you know definitely. But uh, so I don't read too much into that. Also, I have to say Billy Slater probably he's, he's never going to be as fast as he was, but I think it feels to me like every other aspect of his game though is pretty much at its peak again. Yeah. So basically when you remove his speed, all you're really removing is that 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 inside play that Manly are running now with the with Tommy Turner yeah, where that's they it. sort of take yep. it one side, then back to the centre yep. and straight through, close to the ruck. That's that was a, like Billy used to hit that at such fucking pace that it was just like Dude, that was just game over. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't got the pace. Now they'll shut it down at the ruck. Like yes. you won't even make a half break out of it. Yeah, that's it. However, like his ball playing and and all that shit is and positional play is is I, I didn't think he would get back to his best, but he's you know after that injury he but this is definitely more than like a testimonial year. If I was and he's picking, actually contributing. Yeah, look, if if I was picking a team purely based on form, yeah. I think I still have Boyd in the one. Mm. I would too. Um, but if you if you pick that team at the end of the year. Um, yeah, and also it's a close, much closer thing. I thought, like, if you know, you're picking the Queensland side, I mean, Boyd's number one without question mm. for, you know, a month ago. But I didn't expect, like, Billy Slater now, it gives you the point where you actually pause and go, you know, do you still? And yeah, you probably still go with Boyd at this stage, but. Do you, or do you say that 
Boyd's probably had more recent experience on and the wings. And he scored all those fucking and, gimmies on, on the wing yeah. and stuff. So maybe just you need to, you want someone like, if you want to get someone like Billy into the side, I mean, who's the other wingers? Who else is it going to be? Well, even? I've got no Inglis. Yeah. So they're already sort of... Yeah, okay. You know, Cham- Chambers will be there. Gay guy will be there. Yep. Well, so then you de- yeah, in that case, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, but, you know, the the Dragons, again, full of surprises this year. This it was a, a big test for them. It was, yeah, and it was surprising how, how meekly they capitulated. <laughs> like, I thought they made of sterner stuff. I mean, because let me tell you, Gareth Whitt wouldn't have changed a fucking thing. I mean, maybe maybe he would have had a better kicking game, and maybe would have stemmed the tide just through a better, better you know, field field control and field position. But at the end of the day, he's not the guy trying to tackle flying fucking goonie goo goos out in the wind. He's wind not. Wind. But I think for them to go down there and yeah. have a, a five try to six. Yeah, but. Result? But there's a massive ast- there's a massive asterisk on that as well, and then the, that the man down and involves the, the simbining of Cooper Cronk, and I think that he was perfectly justified to do what he did. <laughs> this is the other thing I'm going to be contrary about this week. The the tackle was made. Whoever I can't remember who it was that was actually the Dragons player was it Sims, and mm. but he was he was still fighting it and he was reaching out with that arm. He was going yep. to try and plant the ball out. And Cooper Cronk did exactly what you're supposed yep. to do, and he just got under the arm and just stopped the try being scored. And yeah. it was, he wasn't held down for an inordinate amount of time. Cooper Cronk wasn't even the guy holding. I mean, exactly, you can't hold a guy down with just his fucking forearm. Like it was the two guys on the body that were you know. It's so a, holding I, him down. No, I agree. Yeah, with you 100%. So I, I think I think the sim beating was was fucking ridiculous, and I don't even think it was you know a penalty when things like that get jammed up on the try line and there's like you know held up situations and stuff yep. like that there's never any urgency to you know peel yeah, off and you know do no fuck that yeah so it was bullshit and without that sin binning the dragons lose by 30 <laughs> like there was they were never they never displayed any fucking aspect of being in this game yeah you know again and I know until that, that point I know that you're very fucking anti-dragons for some reason it's not that I'm anti-dragons I'm just like and it it goes for any it goes for it goes for Manly against the Storm the other the other week it goes for Penrith last you know fifteen yeah. minutes against the Broncos I just it it feels good as a fan of the side to go oh yeah we to say oh yeah in the end we got close yeah it was a, it but was it's only not ten. fucking factual like it has nothing to do with what really happened in the game and it's I mean, not if that sim bidding hadn't happened the Dragons would have just get, got they would have been fucking gaped like the fucking goats in there <laughs> like. <laughs> All it is is for them to go and compete. Yeah. So for them to get in there and to be able to look back over that game, and yes, they had an advantage of a man yep. when Cronk was sent off, but for their forwards to continue doing what they're doing, for them not to have the the man that's made them this year, and that was apparent last week when Witt went off halfway through, yep. and for them to stand up and say, well, okay, we're going to control the ball they had 56% of possession they completed it over 76% you know the they were on par with the storm in most major categories and so I think for a team that's relied so heavily on one person for them to go up against a competition heavyweight like that probably gives them more confidence and that's the most important thing if you're a Dragons fan Credit with credit to you. Giannis <laughs> underscore Mateus. When they document our season of glory in an Oscar award winning movie, this will be dr- the dramatic low point to return as champs. <laughs> Fucking right. 
Devon Head didn't take the two points, but there's heart and fire in this Dragons side that's been missing for a long time. That's it. See, the Dragons fans loved it. Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Fuck you as well for your <laughs> adding underscores to your shit. <laughs> I don't think the Dragons were too bad. We did well considering we didn't have our best player playing. Hashtag real team. Yeah, right. You remember, you're seeing this game from the position of a 40-something thrashing. In contrast to where I'm seeing yeah, it from. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I wish, I wish my team showed. <laughs> I wish the Broncos had got a guy sent off. <laughs> Leroy Brown, 1978. Without Widdop, did not see the Dragons scoring this many points. Storm, not quite where they should be at this stage of the season. Look, mate, when there's 12 guys on the field and you can just strip the numbers and put Nightingale over, fucking untouched yeah. where, the, where the next guy should be. Uh, underscore JDHD. Dragon's edge defence is almost as hilarious as our premiership aspirations. <laughs> That's ref's fault. <laughs> Look, there was it's, it's just the defender, like, especially for that try with fucking Vooney that first one. Like, there's not a lot more the defender could have no, fucking done. To be not. I mean, he had he had safely ushered him over the sideline. Like we said it before, that one one thing that is almost impossible to defend against yep. is just. Speed, just absolute Speed pace, and just sheer like athleticism. Yes, unless you Penrith, then you just don't defend against it at all and leave James Roberts unmarked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's true. The biggest tiger, my mate. Hey, the dragons are getting smashed. Is back on <laughs> live and free on Channel Nine. Ash, so funny. Ash, so sad. <laughs> Okay, once again, we welcome back Nat Sinclair, uh, in that segment, and uh, it's like a minute silence for Penrith Literally. season. For our season and our supporters. Yeah, so uh, we... I think it's now, what is around round 10 next week, I think it's now time that we need to be, stop saying, oh, it's only around this, only yep. around this. Like, well, it's not even and we won two games. It so, gets to a um, certain point where you're like, oh, okay, then it becomes mathematical, and then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everybody's doing it right now, and you're just thinking, okay, right, this is embarrassing, but anyway. So, do you have any, do you have any, uh, any new thoughts on, on the issue there? Do you think hooks a, hooks a problem with the coaching? Yeah, because I'm angry that tomorrow's not playing. <laughs> I think yeah, and, and I mean, there was so, a report. I, mean, uh, I remember we were talking about him last week, and um, whether it was on the air or off there. Yeah. But then I think it was it was yeah. after it was after we spoke, and then there was talk that the, you know they're offloading to the Tigers, maybe even through the season. Yeah, look, that's not going to happen anymore. Um, based on Reynolds being there and stuff, but um, I think it's all a bit uncertain. I don't really, I don't like the treatment. I don't like that sort of treatment. Yeah. Man, it's not very good. But, um, yeah, and I don't like, you know, you've seen, it happens a little bit with Anthony Griffin, the way he kind of, um, like Elijah yep. Taylor, he was one of the favourite sons of Penrith. And then he did it to Peter Wallace in Brisbane. Gone. Yeah. He did it to Peter Wallace, exactly. And luckily, like Peter Wallace is a mature yeah. person who came back and handled it. He handled it so, so well. Um, but he did it, he really screwed him over in Brisbane in yep. a major way. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's something that's um, disturbed me a lot from my own club. And um, look apart from from that, there was glimpses of okay yep. things in um, in the Brisbane game. Obviously, Matt was pretty good, and um, I think it's just we need to stop making stupid mistakes because our halves and fullback don't even get the chance to do anything because someone will drop the ball before they can yep. even get to it. So it's um, I don't know. I, you, you keep waiting for like an epiphany to happen, and then they, they turn into the Panthers that we know. Um, 
and it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> but um, how much how much stock are you putting? In, how much stock are you putting in? Like the last fifteen minutes, anyway. I mean, Brisbane was we're up we're up by so much. Oh, you, know, you, you know what I'm like as well. Like with the with Manly against yeah. the Storm the, the other week as well. It's like I, I put yeah. no, I don't rate anything to do with those comebacks. The other team, they've, the game's been won. They yeah. they took yeah exactly they take the foot off the pedal and you know we scored three tries in ten, in ten minutes. Exciting. That's great. Saying that though, they, it was it was very exciting and it was it was better um, football because um, they completed more sets than they have been and. In the beginning, they should have gotten that try and, and things like that. They started off so much better than they have in the past. So like, it was, I suppose, a positive so far as a loss is concerned. But that's just a pretty sad way to look at our season, considering that was a positive. Yeah, I mean, the Manly had the same thing against like St. George. They, had, they, they got yeah, yeah. a poor decision in the first couple of minutes. And then... And it, changed, it really can change the game. And, um, you know, um, they, they came well. out really different yeah. than they had been. So they, they yeah. came out really, like, doing what we, you know, going forward rather than side They've been running sideways so much lately. They actually were going, you know, up the middle, forward, making some good meters. Um, yeah, and then that happened with the no try, and then it kind of just yep. went to shit. And that's just a team with so, no confidence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've got yep. no confidence at the moment. You can see that. And I just really, really, I feel bad for them. I really do. Like I know that sounds soft, but I, I do feel bad <laughs> for them. And I hope that they, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not one of these fans to be like I hate them all, sack them all. I actually feel bad, and I can see they're trying. Yeah. So sack hook. Um, you're you're, 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 you're more you're more like hashtag sack hook, aren't you? Oh, a little bit, I suppose. Oh, I I'm going to trap you into saying something. Just have the epiphany, that's what I want. I know, please don't. Okay, uh, so this week we've got a couple of questions, and, uh, and it's, it's going to be like a least, one of the one of the, the, the least insightful weeks of questions, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Um, that's understandable. The, uh, this one happened, you know, came straight after the after the game, and you would have seen this as well, from uh, at Cavernous Hope. Yeah. She said, oh, will you enjoy living in Perth? And that, of course... Uh, Relates to thanks for that. The, the, yeah. the classic, you know, send a team to Perth when they're shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, <laughs> we're not last; we're second last, so we're not going yeah. to Perth yet. Yeah. Newcastle. Like I said, yet though. So, um, but you know how yeah. important rugby league kind is in Newcastle. Yeah. Like, they're not going to Perth, so. <laughs> oh, well, it's important in Perth. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty congested there in Western Sydney with clubs. <laughs> There's a few yeah. clubs over that way, you know. Maybe Ford, maybe maybe Ford lose one. Yeah, we can all we can all start a new little competition, like a little shit competition. Maybe we'd win that one, like a bottom eight sort of thing, you know. The tard, <laughs> Who's the, the best of like the, the plate, world? Like, yeah, like the, the tard cup, like the finals when you're not in the finals, but you they know want to what? Keep we're great against the shit teams, you know. Like Tigers, we killed, and, and same with Newcastle. So I reckon we'd have a great shot at winning the shit half yep. competition. No, I agree. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Let's go to Perth and do that. Oh, you have to go to Perth to do that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, at underscore JDHD said, uh, no question, just wanted to express appreciation for you answering dickhead questions from fuckstick degenerates like me. <laughs> Thank you for thanking me. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Doesn't really require it. I mean, I'm not sure how to answer that, but, uh, you know, you're welcome, I guess, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, yeah. <laughs> And finally, Giannis underscore Mateus said, uh, <laughs> what do you think of mixed marriages? Asking for a West this week in league fan, hoping a shared love of big cats can result in marriage. And it's not his, it's, mixed and it's not one of these things like, uh, you know, like asking for a friend because he's legitimate. He's a, he's a Dragons fan, I know. So I'm not sure who he's asking yeah. for. Wait, so we're trying mixed marriages as in I think, no, I, yeah, I, 
either that or I don't know perhaps a West a, a West Tigers fan and a Penrith and say for someone for example a Penrith cheerleader finding love oh right I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the horrifying. <laughs> but you, to, to, to be honest, you, 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 you do have you you are around around the tigers a little bit, so to speak. I'm around the tigers way more. Yeah, than so I'd that's like so that's not a good thing. That's, that hasn't like made them like you know like sentimentally like your second team, oh. or you just like makes you hate them. Look, you know what? Maybe do you know what? I'm actually feel you know um on the weekends when their big players came off the field and I was actually going for them. I was like, wow, look at them go. You know, Luke Brooks was playing well and that was, it was lovely to see um, what they might be like next year. So maybe next year I might have some sort of sentimental like second team kind of thing, hoping that they do better without big players that have carried on like they have. Um, but until but they gone, at this no. stage, they're just basically two, an easy two points. They, oh, well, yeah. we've already got ours. So I think we, we play them again at Penrith later in the season. Looking forward to it, actually. Um, so... so so, um, yeah, it is It is that. But, you know, I think their days of being done by about 50 or 60 points are over, actually, um, which is relieving. Um, they seem to have turned a little bit of a corner. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, it's always two steps forwards on and back. Yeah. Oh, there's always, yeah. There's, there's still always no, there's, 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 there's Tigers in the corners. It's, it's, it's not just scientific. It's almost, it's like, it's yeah, it's like, it's like, there's actually. I feel like you guys are, you'd be, you'd be watching the Tigers games as much as you're watching your own team's game every week, just thinking, please keep the planning, please like keep the hashtag it's, alive. Yeah, the, the thing is, it'll never, it'll never end. And now, and and now, it's like a confirmation bias thing. Now you can, even if there's not a decline, you can find a decline in anything. Like that, that could be, yeah, that could be smashing can, a team at half time, and then and then yeah, then the second half, <laughs> the decline. They um yeah. Only beat them by like twenty, and then that's yeah, the exactly. There's always there's always a way to get the decline. Yeah, that, the hashtag will never end. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's less a hashtag and more of like <laughs> a, it's, less, it's less a hashtag and like it's more of like a, a belief life? system now. Almost, I don't want to go so far yeah, as religion, yeah, no, but really yeah, not. a religion. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a religion? Targets in are a religion. It's possible. I mean, it's like it's probably more like a death cult though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep the faith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's it. So, so for questions, if you want to send through some some insightful. And more in-depth questions, we would we would welcome that. So just use hashtag AskNat or send us a DM yeah. or a message on Facebook. Can someone just take take my mind off what's going on with my own team and make me talk about deep issues in rugby league, not regarding the yeah, Penrith exactly. until we start winning again, and then we can start. What do you think? About what do you think about the rep weekend? Um, I think it was ridiculous how everyone um, took their plays. Basically. That's pretty embarrassing when they went to they were, they were booked to book to announce the team at what like nine fifteen or nine thirty or something, and they're like, "Oh, we can't yeah, do it." That's not fair because money goes into this, that sort of thing. Like, you know, the worst part some, for some of these players, city country is the highlight of yeah. their careers, and then these players who are pulling themselves out because they're so above it all. You know, God forbid they should get an injury tomorrow and never yeah. play again. You know, missing out on their higher honors that they're they're available for. I think it's really obnoxious. Um, what happened there, and I think as well with um, the coaches who pulled their 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 teams out because of yep. the short turnaround. Um, I hate to break it to them, but Sunday to Thursday is a normal turnaround in rugby league. Like that's going to happen throughout the exactly. year, even in in normal yep. club football. So that's a bullshit excuse. Um, and I just think it's it's really disrespectful, um, considering that it is yeah it's the highlight. And the fans as well, they want to see some good players out there. Look, they ended up having some okay teams. Um, regardless, but I just thought it was really poor form to see. Yeah, 
players ruling themselves out and coaches. And you know, how them. about how about making it? I mean, they, they remember it used to be the, the a selection trial, and I mean, I would love those days to return because yeah, you know it what, really it did. would crack the lid off the, it would just crack open, you know, the the, the long term incumbency that we're seeing at the moment for the New South Wales side. That's that's the problem we've got. Yeah, and show knows. us who show us the guys who really want it, like who who want to go after exactly. it. Exactly. You know? I, if I was Laurie Daly, I'd look at the city team and I'd be like, "All right, those players who made themselves available for that, I will look for. I would look to them more for Origin because it shows that they're, they're, you know, they're they're not above it all." And you know what? I remember Nathan Peets. He was interviewed a few weeks ago, and they asked him about Farrah and, and Origin, and he said, "Mate, I'm not talking about that. It's the same every year, and we get the same result every year." And he's 100 percent right. Like you've got these players who might not be informed, might have. 10 players better than them ahead of them, but because they played one game three yep. years ago, Laurie can't let them go, and that is why yep. we keep losing. So, yeah, I think it'd be really good to actually have it be a selection process like it used to be before Laurie Daly got in charge of the team um, and actually make it, yeah, you know, you really want to get picked so you can get a look in. Um, so it's just, we will never win Origin under this sort of yeah, well, I mean, it's, um, situation. Yeah, I, it's... it's it, like, I respect... The the con the general concept of like being loyal to players who've who've been there and everything and it's kind of copied off off Queensland. The difference is Queensland always win, so of course you're not going to mess with a winning combination. You're not, you know, it's, yeah. Like I'm sorry, being loyal to players who do the job. Don't be loyal to players who come on, play ten minutes, drop two balls, and go home like Dylan Walker did. Like come on, you know <laughs> Dylan I mean? Walker. He should actually he should actually in be because he wasn't really given a chance. And I mean. He's and he, well, he was trying now, to. He was, he was trying to milk a penalty to get the get the team to you know where they needed yeah. to be, and um and it, he should yeah. he should have been given yeah. one too, but they did, they punished him for whatever reason. But after that, you know, that's just an example of a shocker yeah. of a game that got rewarded. But it's also by like, why do you put a why do you put a what do you put a centre on on the bench and then bring him on for the last ten minutes anyway? I mean, it was just it's. it's when 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 Melbourne uh, when Queensland have great yeah I'm, yeah I mean I'm not that. against I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm not I'm not going to shit on him for for the for the game the game he played for the eight minutes or whatever that he was on shit on the fact that he shouldn't have yeah. even been selected in the first place unless they were actually selecting him no, as centre it was ridiculous we didn't even use him and we lost yep. by two points in the end like it's just it's beyond me and like we have some we have some good talent but they don't yep. get a look in you know Robbie Farrar should not be in Origin full stop end of story. There is no justifying yep. him being an origin. The fact that he was—he managed to be in the... I don't think he even was in the team when we won that one time. He's not even... I'm fairly sure he didn't play that year, but he's anyway... Not, he's not even the, be, he's not even the he best hooker in his own team. Think, in the club. He's not, exactly. So, you know, put... Pete is great. Put him in. I don't care. Yep. Anyone. Put him in. You know, give yep. him a shot. But but just put them in form, you know? So, um, I don't know. I just think it's really disappointing that the country has been, you know, um, degraded a little bit this year. But you know, it's whole it's the whole Panthers team, so I'll be watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the Panthers best country. They might even they might even get I'll a win. Take that. <laughs> Do you know what? Like the boys were like being interviewed, and they were just like, "It's gonna be really good to get away yeah. from you know the club and Penrith for, for the week." And I thought, "Oh, I feel bad, <laughs> hey," because you can. Oh, it's just not good. But anyway, maybe this is gonna be the turnaround. They're gonna go have a win. Remember what it's like to win, and then they're gonna take those winning ways to Penrith, and our premiership hopes back on track. <laughs> We will, we will. We'll see. Week. We'll see how that turned out. <laughs> it was great. To... Please, no one tease me on Twitter if the city loses. <laughs> yes, it's it's great. It's great. hindsight is the best thing. Twitter and hindsight is just so great. Oh, I hate when you publicly state something on a recordable podcast and then it comes back to bite yeah, you. Yeah, the thing is, though, you, you say, it, it may come back to bite you. You got to write it out for a week or two. But if you say something, but and if you say something, something and it comes true. 
You can dine yeah. out on that shit. Oh, you can, yeah, oh, on, you can dine out on that forever. Because it's, it's all, it's all yeah, there. Forever, Your voice is there. You so see, I'm, just, yep. I'm waiting for my truth yep. to come. I'm waiting for one of my predictions. You've got to keep throwing one. them out there and they'll come back. Well, yeah, one, come one day. <laughs> just one. There were quite a few yep. of them and I'd like one of them to just... You, know, you might want to temper your expectations. Though. You, might, you might want to te- temper things and maybe not go like, oh, Panthers are going to win the comp. Like maybe, maybe don't go that high. Don't reach yeah. for that. <laughs> and never again will I ever state anything like that. You know, if one year they're actually good, I'm going to wait until the very grand final and be like, oh, hang on, they're actually good now. Until then, I won't be saying a word <laughs> after this horror year. Excellent. All right, Nat. Thanks very much for your time again. Great. I wish I wish you guys the best the best of luck <laughs> no in the rep, on the rep weekend getting a win against the Mojo back. Thank you. Thank and you. I'm just, wish, I'm just wishing for no injuries <laughs> to to anyone oh, to always. anyone anyone from my guys. That's just just no injuries. That's it. Mm-hmm. And also like you know mm-hmm. good games yeah. with like you know Tonga and stuff. I like. I mean I love that stuff. Yeah, it's good to see a competitive game and city country yep. usually is. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. See you then. Previews this week obviously is the rep weekend, so we have no uh, regular NRL matches. Um, on Friday, we have uh, the two matches. We have the the Australian versus Australian women versus New Zealand women matches, which is going to be the, which is great to have as a curtain raiser for the uh, Australia versus New Zealand uh, Test match down there. So uh, if you get if you if you're down in Canberra, I mean, fucking get along there. And uh, look, I'm I'm loving the Australian versus New Zealand women's teams rivalries through the nines. Yep. And uh, well, yeah, hopefully they can build. You know, it's 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 tough. You know, it's such a small pool uh, for for the sport for women. But um, I'll put it's it great. Out right now, the New Zealand team are the fucking warriors of women's rugby league. So they're not going to perform, hey? They don't have a fucking hope in hell. I think they, 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 to me, they, they feel like they're made of much sterner stuff than the Warriors. I think they'd beat the Warriors. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good game? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, obviously, the, the problem is if it was a male versus female game, the, the, the advantage of the males would be you'd just be getting your fucking Pulus and your, and your Parsis and your fucking Cassianos and you'd just be running them all day. <laughs> And eventually, you get to the point where like, I'm not, I'm not even interested in trying to tackle that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what would happen then is as soon as somebody attempted to tackle them, they'd spill the ball. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. It's a curtain raiser. The actual test match now with the uh, Australia versus New Zealand. Once again, it's just I feel it, it's very hard to get enthused about this match when it just like New Zealand have put together a pretty good side. And uh, you know, for for I think as far as what's available for those guys, I think they've picked a fairly fairly strong and um, yep. you know, like maybe not one hundred percent, but pretty fuck close. You know, for for their side, a uh, lot of you know, a lot of form players in there. I mean, very timely return to form for guys like you know, Tuivasa Shek. Yes, um, uh, and that's something I failed to mention from the. I mean, fuck, he's he's come back. Mm. But um, you look at the Australian side, and it's just like Darius Boyd. Justifiable selection. Yes. This this back Blake Ferguson, Josh yep. Dugan, Will Chambers, Valentine Holmes. Look, I can pass some of it. I can I can allow some of it, but some of them just like. Oh. You know what? I, I like Will Chambers as a centre. Yeah. Like just as a positional yep. centre. Um, Blake Ferguson is in no way, shape, or form 
a deserved mm-hmm. of an Australian jersey, but playing well enough. Yep. To be in one. Yep. Um, Dugan's too much of a fucking biscuit. Yep. To be anywhere near it. Yep. It. Yeah. It, I don't know. Well, Holmes is fine, but I mean, are you telling me there's be- there's there there isn't a better? And the fact that Dugan, you know, Dugan and, and Ferguson combination, like, that's going to roll through to New South Wales and like, yeah, it for fuck's sake. Obviously, uh, you know, Thurston, Thurston Cronk, and I mean, and like the pack, I'm pretty happy with. I mean, given the absence of some of the some of the regulars there, I'm happy with clamoring for feeder. Yeah, you know, Cameron Smith's obviously you know cemented into that position. Mm-hmm. The uh, the only other one I'm not really happy about is probably Merrin. Yeah, no, not at all. Because I mean, well, know, what the, does he bring? Well, at his best, a lot. Have we seen it in 2017? No. Plod, plod, turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's got to the comfortable stage now. Fuck me. He was he was, he was batting, and so then he had to like you know he had to work hard. Yeah, but now obviously he's he's feeling pretty secure in things. Yep, and so now it's just time to fucking uh, no, turn the don't it, get yeah. me fucking started. Yeah, I mean you, you, you particularly. Yeah, I mean you've got. I'm sure you've got a lot of grievances, very valid ones, against Trent Merrin. Not as a man, lovely man. Yeah, gentleman, absolute fucking gentleman. Yep, and we have uh, the uh, the Pacific Islands matches this is where I would want to be for the weekend of football out there at Campbelltown watching the uh, the triple header of PNG versus Cook Islands followed by Fiji Barty versus Tonga followed by Samoa versus England fuck I hope England lose oh fucking same same the the team the, the squad they most of these squads are of the uh, are listed in alphabetical order but I I'm sure I saw a tweet today or this evening saying that John Asiata had had done some training positionally at fullback <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it was a joke or not oh, but dare to dream after his oh, after wow. his exploits in the house yeah. like, like dare to dream <laughs> you must look up to Matt Moylan but you look at this summer I was like, like it's fucking like Lisa Armour, Asiata, yep. um, New Brown, uh, Herman Essiesi, uh, mm-hmm. Cassiano, Lafay, um, yep. Leilua, Isaac Liu, Josh Maguire, Peter Matadia, Sione Matadia, Matangi, Milford, David yep. Nofaluma, Casey Pritchard, Suaso Su, Antonio Winslow. They could assemble a fucking good, like, yeah. give that team enough training sessions together and they'll be a fucking decent side. That's the key to anything, isn't it? Enough yeah. time together. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the English side. I mean, how many bird eyes we got? One, no, we got two bird eyes. Well, you know, when when Thomas gets a run, <laughs> you know, they're just like, we need one like George, but we just can't fucking invest in George right yeah. now. So let's get you know, something similar. Fuck. But uh, a few ringers in there with uh, you know, with Hino and uh, Chris McQueen in the English side. So, ah, uh, uh, well, I can't wear Sargentson. That's what I, I mean cheap I mean they have to yeah. pay the national airfare to get him down <laughs> super coach Bennett yep yep so yeah, I hope I hope someone some fuck him up and not just because England are fucked and uh, and deserve it but just because it'd be great to see that team fucking yeah. singing you know uh, city country I I can't tell you after the after the fiasco with the naming and <sighs> and the the, the 
the the lack of ability or the, the difficulty in getting a, a side together. I just I just can't tell you how fucking deflated yeah, <laughs> how, I how, how disinterested I am in Look, this as a concept I'm, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the game yeah I'll watch it because footy but and I will you know enjoy it the thing that I want to see out of this game over anything else given it's not a true selection trial um, you know if it ever was in modern times anyway I, what I want to see is I want to see them rip in and I want to see some fucking youngsters ripping yep. to the extent where they say, "Look at this! Look at look at how fucking hard I'm going." It is undeniable. Yeah, I need to be at least in the camp. You know, I'm I'm staking yep. a claim. Like, like I want to see a hooker. Like, mm. so, because this, you know, this 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 Robbie Farris shit must end. He's yeah, not, he's not even the best hooker in his club. Exactly. Like this, you know, you, you want someone to, to, to kick the door down and say, "Look, me." Yep, you know, that's it. Uh, and yeah, there's some other positions where they're, where they're, that's you know, that's uh, possible as well. I, I think the, majo- the majority of the New South Wales backline, yeah, is up for grabs. Like Ted, yeah. Teddy at one. Yeah, I would say so. If he's fit, if he's fit, you know, if he hasn't fallen over and what hit, hit his jaw on something, or what are they going to do if he's not fit? Fuck, we all know, but. Yeah, <laughs> he, put he who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he who shall not age. <laughs> but apart from Teddy at one, yep. the I reckon the entire rest of the New South Wales backline, yep, should be up for grabs. Yep, I mean realistically, three should be absolutely owned by fucking Dylan Walker, the way he's going. Yep, but um, but you know Dugan and Fergie, they got you got to keep that bromance <sighs> together at the hell. detriment of everything else. But yeah, look, it's it's sad to see the you know what's become of the city country, and and with the clubs holding players, you know, disqualifying players, yeah. like it's just where are they playing? Out of Mudgee. Yes, Mudgee. Fucking good honey out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mudgee honey's good. Good honey, huh? Yeah. yeah we, like, we used to go down to the fresher fruit at Minto. At Minto. You buy these big fucking tubs of Mudgee honey. Goods. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic. What makes Mudgy Honey so good though? <laughs> the bees? Well, you know, we're generally like, you know. <laughs> fucking. So what? just so, so what, what are we talking about here? Six year old, six year old Jay's like fucking big fan of the Mudgy Honey? Oh, massive fan of the fucking Mudgy Honey. Did I get the time frame about right? Eat it, eat it by the spoon. Yeah, somewhere around there. Well, there you go. If you're out to the city country game, be guess. sure to get yourself some mudgy honey. And if you don't get it from mudgy yourself, go down to Minnow where? What was the, the shop that's no longer there? Been gone yeah. for a dead generation. There was a fucking big rooster there too. That's how long ago it was. Well, so look for the red rooster. <laughs> they probably just rolled over the franchise. And, it, was, uh, it was fresher fruit. There you go. It was like that. It was even a racist name. It had like the Greek man's accent. Oh, so it was like fresh fruit. Yeah, but it was on the fucking side of the building. F R E S H A. Like a like I said, like it was actually like a con the fruiterer. Yeah, like there was a character. Yeah. And was it a Greek grocery store there? I don't know. It was just after the fucking honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the honey, you know? <laughs> little boy got a sticky finger. <laughs> you got to buy the honey. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there you go. Shout out to the shout out to the the, the hard the hard working staff and and uh, and owners of fresher fruit in uh, in you know. <laughs> Please tell me what it's now called. <laughs> now it's probably a pub full of pokies. <laughs> Jared Hayne owns it. That's full time for episode 253. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and uh, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at mm. TWI League if you haven't already. And uh, we're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you throw some likes on there and share shit around. Thank you very much. Um, iTunes, no new reviews this week, sadly. So make sure you, if you've got the time, get on there. And it only takes a minute to throw a rating, a star rating on, and you know, add another minute of that to bang a review in there for us. Uh, it's pretty important in terms of like ranking criteria and stuff on iTunes because gee we're getting an absolute fuckload of listeners this year far more than we've ever had before and I mean fuck now like you know months are getting the same as years and stuff like that you know so but yeah we you know, I'd love to see that reflecting like the the number of reviews and stuff as well so get around it please uh, and also don't forget you can listen to us on uh, if it's not on iTunes uh, you can listen on the iHeartRadio app and like the Android people ask us you know and we always forget because you know who cares but who cares about Android shit? But um, we're on the iHeartRadio app, and also, you know, if you want to, what's the best Android app for listening to podcasts? League it's Live from Sportsmate. That's it. This week in League, built the fuck in. So get that one. Super Coach, uh, the order doesn't appear to change ever. Lucky Punks, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats, uh, Junior Mints, Odie McGoatface, Seaweed Steelers, Jimmy Pete's World, Ives Seagulls, Mighty Doggies, and Sesame Timbers. lot of a very. Uh, a lot of names from years gone past in there. Tipping. TBI Dragons on top. Tied with Mikus. Tied Oof. with E underscore Rascals. One point back, we have Michael Darren 79. One point back from there, we have a bit of a log jam with Jimpanzee 15. John Fabs. Hammerhead Thrust Eagle, which is just sensational. As I'm sure I marveled over that one last week. Uh, Mad Dog and uh, Terry G. Uh, Mad Dog, uh, he, he tweeted uh, Mad Dog underscore no space. For the first time ever, I've moved into this week in league top 10 for footy tips. So, to that, I can only assume it's a soft draw. But also, I think it's a very, I, I'm, like, I'm, I think I'm, like, sort of in the top 50 ish, but I think I'm probably only one or two tips out of the top 10. So, I have, I have a feeling that the bottom half of the of, of that tip, of that top 10 is, is going to fluctuate week on week. But, um, get around it make sure you get your tips in uh, this week well actually for this week there are no tips because the tipping competition doesn't actually cover any of the city country or any of that sort of stuff so it's a bye week for tipping um, Super, what's the deal with Supercoach so it's a bye week like a, an actual bye week for Supercoach as well right? I think it depends on your uh, your competition how many teams are in it and, and what they set up at the beginning yeah I mean with there's no NRL games I don't think there'd be anything there so maybe take the week off or not and uh, yeah that's it Enjoy yourselves, and uh, yeah, enjoy the enjoy the rep round. Fucking go Samoa. Yep, that's the one I'm, I'm looking forward to most. But I mean, those Campbelltown games. If it was in Sydney, I'd I'd just park myself at Campbelltown for that entire get afternoon down. night. Yeah, Fucking awesome. Get down. If you if you if you're in Sydney, that's where you, that's where you would want to be. I mean, fuck, you're gonna you're gonna see some atrocious handling. 
at times, but you're going to see passion. And, uh, yeah, just pure fucking rugby league joy. Get around it. Fantastic. See you next week. Later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.